Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're new, this is the Saniac Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things MTV's The Challenge. We are currently recapping War of the Worlds 2, but we also have tons of other fun content for you guys. You can check it all out at saniacpodcast.com. There's cast interviews, there's fun challenge quizzes, there's challenge news, and all of the other good stuff you could think of. We also have a fantastic merch store, so go to saniacstore.com to support the podcast. Buy your merch, people. It would mean a lot to us thank you to everybody who's ordered so far you guys are fantastic and we hope you like all your items i'm back in my saniac podcast logo shirt and in a few hours it's my birthday so today is a special birthday episode for me thank you all for joining me it also happens to be the ending of one of the holiest days in the jewish calendar yom kippur so you know it's exciting there's a lot there's a lot happening right now uh And we know we have a lot of new viewers, lots of new listeners, so I do want to give you guys a little clue into what goes down here at the Saniac Podcast. We do all of our shows live on Facebook, so if you're listening to the audio and you're wondering, you know, where is all these comments that you guys are reading, you know, these random things that you interject, we never know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Well, it all happens here on our Facebook page live every week after the episode, so you can tune in, you can see all the comments, you can engage, interact, and we can read out your comments out loud during the episodes, during our recaps, and all of that good stuff. So if you're wondering what we're saying all of the time and where all of these random names are coming from it's our live commenters and they are wonderful wonderful human beings so come join us after the episode here and debrief with us all uh, this is definitely a great episode Irving I completely agree with you for Zach to come back and along with the introductions this is my amazing co-host Zach Calhoun he is basically a challenge historian he literally lived through every single season of the challenge mm-hmm. uh, he even lived through every season of the real world I mean he was like 30 when real world season one came Came out so you yeah, can imagine i was about 30 yeah um i i'm also on the tail end today of having a, a pretty good hair day so i'm happy that we were able to do this um i think things are settling in well i've still got the jordan goatee going you're morphing um, into jordan you're actually yeah, it's like been, morphing that's a, what a beautiful compliment to give someone thank you that's it's been a work in progress but i'm, I'm sticking with it um and boy do we have a lot of shit to discuss. Now, I will say really this. Do. If Polly and Kara had waited just a few more hours to reveal their stupid um, scheme that accomplished absolutely nothing good for them, they would have made us look like fools because we would have been in here they ranting. We were going to throw a funeral for their relationship tonight. No, but actually we and weren't because I found out that it was a fake before Carr announced it via Georgia Harrison's wonderful Twitter. Yeah. Uh, she put out a tweet that was like, it's a fake guys. They didn't break up. And it was this video. I couldn't even make out what it was, but uh, it was exciting to say the least to find out before Carr released that. And then Carr announced her whole thing. She did her weird live and then Polly jumped in. I mean, I don't even know. I don't like making assumptions about things, but from a distance, it looks like some sort of dual manic episode that they both engaged in, and now they're just covering up their tracks. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but it's definitely fishy. It's definitely weird, and we all know we want to hear Zach go off on car about this. Dual manic episode is great. I, I that 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 should be the episode title. 
I know you're doing like the friends thing, so it could be the one with the dual manic episode. That's that's pretty good. And it actually applies to both Jordan and Turbo in the episode as well. So everybody's yeah. going manic. There's lots of dual mania going on yeah. around here. Um, let me let me share this on Twitter real quick. Make sure I tag Polly. Can't tag Kara because we're blocked. I am okay. loving these comments thus far. We've got a lot yeah, of the people comments commenting are already on. Lit. Yeah, the, yeah, a lot of people commenting on Zach's space. He still has not decorated yet. Honestly, Zach, I think it's getting worse by the week. Um, the lighting <laughs> seems to be darker and darker. The facial hair. No, the, the more. lighting, I assure you, is is better tonight. It's a is struggle. It? Yeah. Interesting. It's 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 better tonight though, and it will continue to get better. I've made some tweaks to the setup. We should put a poll a poll out. Like, is Zach's lighting better or not? And then we'll see what the fans have to say about that. The lighting is that there's <laughs> there's no it, there's no shadows right now. The only shadows are the natural. shadows shadows on my face with my beautiful dark jordan wisely goatee we still have not mm. figured out how to say his last name properly yet so i'm waiting on that yeah wisely i think it's wisely i, I just feel like it's what but you thought what what did you think it was wisely wisely i mean it could be see we have a grocery store around my neck of the woods called weiss it's called weiss and it's spelled w-e-i-s there might be another s in there but, I'm sure a Jew owns it. But that <laughs> but, but that would be along the lines of your pronunciation for his last name. So I, I don't know. I think it's yeah, Wisely. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where it's... But honestly, Wisely does make sense with... But there's two E's. They're interestingly placed E's in his name that makes it a little bit suspicious. So I, I, we'll find out one day. Hopefully we'll have him on one day and we'll see how it goes down. Um, yeah, Zach is doing all the shares for us. Last week I was solo, and honestly, I didn't realize how valuable Zach was, but I didn't share the podcast to anywhere. So Nobody ever does. Thank you for everybody. Nobody thank realizes you. my value until it's too late. Because it, it, it's so minute, you know? <laughs> you know, something for my birthday, by the way, guys, if you want to do something for me as a birthday present, you don't have to buy me anything. You just have to buy yourself stuff. But when you do buy yourself stuff, make sure that it is not tested on animals. I did not realize how fucking common it was that companies are still testing on animals. I think it's horrible. So please do your research. And even if they say that they're not testing, make sure they're not selling in countries where it's legally required for them to test. Like I found out that my arm, my Armani Luminous Silk Foundation is actually tested on animals because it's sold in China. So fucked up, very fucked up. So do your research, get educated, and don't buy things that test on animals. My little um, was that an ad read? Is, is yeah. that an official ad it's like read? A, it's like a PETA ad read, I would say. <laughs> Speaking of ads, can we do our weekly ad breakdown right now? There's the pregnancy commercials that keep popping up during the yep. challenge. I would love one day for one of those commercials to not be a joyful commercial for it to be like some girl opening it up and seeing oh it and being God. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So G uh, Gigi's in here now. So I think we can start. All right. All right. All right. We got Gigi. In. Ladies and gentlemen, however you identify, we got, you know, we got, we got to stay woke. Let us talk. Let us discuss. Oh my God. And Aggie's in here too. On <laughs> Shani's birthday, we need to discuss the insanity of Cara Maria Sorbello and Paul Calafiore. Um, what the fuck is going on? What are we watching? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are confused as to what's going on here. So I think we need to recap just the events because not everybody's keeping up with them on Instagram, on Twitter, on all of these fucking pages where they seem to be poking out with all this attention and, and content. Uh, so first off, it started with uh, Cara's IG live, right? Where she, there was like some rumor that, that Polly cheated. So she went on and spilled this whole thing about how they're still in an open relationship and blah, blah, blah. And then Zach 
Arzak uh, pulled out one of uh, Polly's old lives where he confessed to saying that they weren't in an open relationship anymore, that they had stopped that and they were moving forward as mutually exclusive and blah, blah, blah. Um, or not, not mutually exclusive, just exclusive. And throughout this as well, over the weekend, we had seen Polly releasing a bunch of TikTok videos, which for those of you who are not clued in onto what TikTok is, if you are anything above eighth grade, you probably don't know it. It's just this random video app that people are making like those cool lyrical videos with like oh my god words flying across the screen and like my face is shaking uh so he did a bunch of those which seemed a little suspicious to a bunch of people and it was very very strange and that's you know around the same time that that all of these ig lives were happening and then Polly goes on and says that he uh, has broken up and blah 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 and how how long did it take for them to say that it was fake like a day maybe uh, yeah, it was it was like spaced out by about twenty four hours. Yeah, right around that. So then they you did have... like one a day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They they fed us one a day, and then um, to announce that they were actually joking, Cara was on the live and she had Polly like right next to her and was like, "We did a social experiment," and like showed Polly in the frame. She's like, "We did a social experiment. We were experimenting on the trolls. <laughs> this is like not for the people who love us or like supported us. We like we were doing this for the ones who hated us. Like this is just we're feeding them. You know what I mean? That was literally her on the live. I was gonna fucking smack her on the face. We haven't." enough social experiments coming out from the kardashians every other day do we really need challenge stars to now be feeding us social experiments with bullshit news cara is she's what she's 33 i think i think cara's so. 33 um that's a great smashing pumpkin song by the way um and yeah this girl has not she is the antithesis of everything that her stands think that she is. Her stands think that she is a genuine, honest, honorable, uh, highly competitive, driven person. She is the opposite of all those things. That's that's what I'm seeing. That's that's what I'm seeing. She's scared. She is uh, she's kind of a bully. She's easily intimidated, and most importantly, she is fake as fuck she is she's very easily fake. intimidated isn't she very she's so easily intimidated she's easily intimidated by by amanda by all these people all these people intimidate her and and the way that she reacts is like she's 20 it's wild but the, i we need to establish this mm. she's fake as fuck she's the fakest person that's ever been on the show and i get it we're talking about reality television here reality television is a fake landscape but but and this is my issue. She is praised. Her fans live behind this, this uh, curtain mm. that she is this genuine person. That she, is, she cares about people. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. As Shani mentioned, I'm very old. I was supposedly 30 years old when the first Real World aired in 1992. So in my years of wisdom, let born. me tell you this. <laughs> If Kara, as she has shown in recent weeks and months, is this fake that she comes up with these kind of fucking schemes that she pulls the shit that she pulled with Josh on the show where she was crying about how he didn't know what Johnny did and, to her and her relationships, all this shit. If she's that kind of person, if she's capable of that level of manipulation, do you really think you people 
that DM Kara on Twitter and then get responses that you just like get so like she responds to you and it just makes your entire life. Do you really think that she is not playing you as well and that she no, gives pl- a fuck everyone. about you? She could- she's portraying the character that she wants her stands and her army to think that she is, but she is not. I'm wagging the Dikembe Mutombo finger at you, Kara. You're a fake. You're a phony. You're a fraud. My faves that I stand are legit. I really think what it what it boils down to for me is just the simple fact that what is the social experiment? Like, what are they experimenting? What are they studying? What's the sample size? What's their fucking hypothesis? Exactly. What are they actually doing? Where is what is the experiment? Was it? It's not an experiment. They were just trying to troll people. You know what I mean? There is no. This is not a social experiment. They're not fucking scientists. They're not even doing it right if they're trying. And it just seems illogical, and it also feels to me very fishy. It doesn't seem accurate. It doesn't seem like. I don't know. I, I, I can't fathom that this is exactly what they had planned from the start. I mean, I genuinely think that there was some shit going on, that it was Rocky and da-da-da, and Polly just um, embarrassing her again, and she doesn't want to have that happen, so she's backtracking with this. Or they actually intended on doing this, and this was their whole thing from the start. And what exactly were they trying? Like, I don't understand. What exactly were they trying Marcy. to accomplish if it was their intention? <laughs> don't they need brains to do an experiment? Yes. We're not dealing with two geniuses here. We're not dealing with super geniuses. I, I think what? Paulie's pretty smart. I think Paulie's a lot he smarter. I think Paulie's a lot smarter than Cara. Than Cara. I think because what Paulie's Paulie doing is smart. playing her. Of course he is. After all of this, who's gonna look? Who's gonna come out looking okay? You know what? Someone wrote on Twitter, "Why is um why is Cara the one being dragged, and it's not also Paulie?" And you know what? At the end of the day, I think it's simply because Paulie consistently takes the better side in all of these random situations that we have, like when they was the fight with Kaylee and all of these things and Car was releasing these huge long paragraphs that were so gross and immature and and, and just stupid and Polly was like we're all adults we're all over it Da-da-da. so he in all of those situations whether or not he's involved he comes out looking a little bit better regardless do you know what I mean and so yeah. that's the reason why Kara is the one getting dragged so much and it's gonna be her at the end of all of this that's gonna look the worst he's gonna come out probably looking all right I mean knowing Polly he, he'll spit it for himself I was detecting a little bit of when when people thought the breakup was legit. I was definitely detecting yeah. some oh fuck Polly, you know Car is so much better than him. I was detecting that, and and I didn't feel like Car was getting enough hate for for being a a, a really fake person. Um, but now that they've pulled this, I think what they've really accomplished is that they're chasing away stands. Like she's mm. cutting into her stronghold. Yeah, that, she that's is. not the that's not the smartest idea for her. She thrives on these people. She lives on these people. When you the thing that makes me the most sick, the craziest people that stand her, they're not on Twitter. They're on Instagram. When you watch their oh, lives, my look God. at the comments on their live videos. Yes. It's insane. Yes. It's it's nuts. Mm, it's, I've seen those. Honestly, I was thinking that the other day. There's Reddit is fairly anti-Kara, I would say. Um, but but Instagram, I mean, she has like some crazy fucking fans on there. It's pretty nuts. Uh, and you know what? Along the same lines, I, I saw you write that comment the other day, how this was sort of taking attention away from Kara's side. But I, I think most people are focusing on Kara. I really do. I just don't understand. I just, yeah, yeah. See, like a lot of people are commenting right now. What was the experiment? Like what she was trying to get like punk people. 
Charlene wrote you didn't get punked. I mean, it's just like who I don't understand what the point was. What was the fucking what were they looking for? What were they studying? What was the experiment? It makes no sense. And if they have footage of them planning it, why are they planning these things? It makes them look even worse. I think the best thing that they could do for themselves in these kinds of situations where there is so much heat on them already is just be quiet. Just lay low. Look at what Zach and Jenna have done. Even Tony, who got so much shit, him and Alyssa have managed to lay very, very low and never gave in to any of that and always just asked for privacy and never allowed themselves to take things public, giving people more permission to then have all of that out there and, and, and have it all out and aired out in public for everybody, you know? And Cara and Polly are doing that nonstop and then they get all worked up. Like they were doing this to because the trolls are after them. If they don't do this stuff, the trolls aren't after anyone. There is nothing they, to troll. They're so, like if, if that's what they're spending their time thinking about, that the trolls are after us, the only reason that they would feel self-conscious about that is because they know that they're doing shit that like leaves them open for criticism. Do you think Jordan gives a fuck that people are trolling him? No, because he knows that he's the man, and he doesn't care. Like he doesn't care oh, what a troll not. has to say to him. Of that's not. that's like actually having swag. Yeah. That's what Cara and Polly need in the worst way. And I I know that they just filmed the reunion, so I I have to think that like some of this craziness, they must have gotten dragged at the reunion. Like it must have not gone their way, and I think that bled into all of this. Um, speaking of Zach, my namesake. I believe that we're still blocked by Zach on social media platforms. I think it was an accident. Like, I think he maybe just saw, he saw the one yeah. meme or something, yeah. stumbled across it, blocked us. He's probably one of those people who just sees some shit and is like, nah, I'm, I'm gone. I, I have a lot of really complimentary things to say about Zach coming out I, of tonight's I think episode. we've never said a bad word about Zach on yeah. this show. I, I'm I can't gonna be think praising of him tonight. I, I've, I've got a couple observations that I want to make about Zach. For sure. But I want to continue off with what you said in terms of the real swag, the real confidence. It, the insecurities shine through so much during moments like these. And you yeah. see it. It's so prominent. And you can compare it to someone who, like Jordan, for example, right? You know, on the show, even when he's talking to people, even when Tori is talking to him, she's not a yes woman. She's not just telling him what he wants what he wants to hear. She's flat out telling him what he needs to hear, what's accurate, what she's seeing, what's her reality, and giving it to him straight. And he's just like, yeah, okay. You know, like I am doing those things and he's just not defining those things as bad. And I feel I just get this this intense insecurity out of Kara with this relationship with Polly. And I don't I don't see how it could possibly I mean, unless every single thing we've ever seen from them in the public eye is an act. I cannot imagine that they are so compatible when you look at the information we're getting nonstop. Their responses to controversy Night and day, just absolutely night and day. The way they handle themselves, completely night and day. It just makes no sense. I, I don't know. It's Kara weird. has been, from what I've seen, she's been sniping all week on Instagram, like sniping at Nani, sniping at Jordan, sniping at Tori. She's a shit starter, and like I'm a shit starter too. I respect that. But when you start shit, you have to own it, and she doesn't own it. And her entire Stan army has this whole build up where. They, there's like three or four go-to phrases that they say. They're like, oh, well, they started with Kara first. You know, she's she's the victim. She's just defending herself. Or, you know, you're just a hater. They're just a hater. They're biased. It's all this shit, man. Mm. I'm just over it. By the way, apparently Joss and Rogan are in California. I just saw that. Should we try and get them into the studio? I mean, Shani, you should, you should be hitting them up 
like being like, guys, it's my just birthday. Need to get my Wi-Fi working better. That, oh, that would be a birthday I celebration. I have too many plans. Rogan's a stripper, right? Yeah, could, he is a stripper. You could, you could track down Rogan. That He's would be hot. a birthday to remember. Rogan's hot. Rogan's yeah. very, very. We, hot. we can everybody that's watching. We can Venmo you some bucks, and you can you can just everybody start Venmo them me some bucks. I'm just gonna take them all out in ones, and I'm gonna go find Rogan and start yep. talking. Go, go track Rogan down. I like How it. How funny would it be if I dragged him down and I came with a bunch of Monopoly money and I just started going like, let's go, boys. <laughs> yeah, if you went out tonight after this and then there's pictures on the Saniac feed tomorrow of you running into Rogan and Joss, that would be legendary. That'd be hilarious. So we're going. So there's actually this cafe now where um, they uh, where they let you smoke weed inside, like in California. I was about they, to say, I knew it would be weed based. <laughs> yeah, yes. So they finally opened one of those up. So I'm trying to go to that tonight. If not tonight, then me and my friend are going tomorrow during my actual birthday. Um, so we'll see. How cool, though, by the way. I just I love this. And it's a fun fact. I didn't have to work for it. But my birthday is 1010. It just happened that way. And on top of that, my grandpa and his twin were both 1010. And my second cousin is 1010 really how crazy is that four That's birthdays insane. 10 10 in my you guys family. know what that means that means that the the suisa family they all get it on on the same date 10 10 well there's so many of us there's like <laughs> no, there's no like nine months before 10 10 it's got to be nine months before 10 10 <laughs> oh yeah that's hilarious <laughs> um, uh, all right let's see what's going on I think that's, I mean, honestly, I think that's enough for Cara and Polly. Like, we're going to release out an article tomorrow. We'll give you guys a full debrief yeah. and rundown on that. So you'll have more of the details. You'll have the links. You'll have the photos. You'll have the lives. Just so everything is compiled into one place. You know, they're putting out the content. I'm going to compile it. Look, uh, I, and, I wish that yeah. the breakup was real, guys. We would have had a great, same. it would have it been a great show tonight. You know, we're having to scramble. You're, you're, we have to respond to what's coming out. And the bottom line is, look, Polly came on this show. He did an interview with us. He, he was did? really nice. One we of our favorites. Him. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like to be put in this position where he's 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 kind of acting like a clown, and you know if you're gonna stand behind my worst enemy, then you're my enemy. It sucks, Polly. I I, I I liked speaking to you, but you're not getting it done on the show, and you're siding with my enemy. So there we go. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, we got an interesting question here. But how are y'all analyzing a relationship through Instagram posts, tweets, and live videos? We will never know what goes on between them in private. I think y'all let y'all personal feelings on the two get in the way too much. I mean, the only way I can analyze it is because they're putting it out there. So I'm not saying that their whole relationship is trash. If anything, I think I was one of the only people out there outspoken about the fact that I supported their relationship and that I thought it was totally fine. I didn't really take much issue in how they started i didn't feed into the danielle stuff my issue is them my issue is not that i am analyzing their relationship as a whole it's that what we're seeing right now it seems very unsta unstable and if it's all fake and it's all whatever then interesting i don't know what exactly they're trying to pull out but if it's if everything that we're seeing is a complete misrepresentation of their relationship then yeah that's on us but it's also on them for putting out such ridiculous false information for for their fans for people to see why are they wanting to represent their relationship in this way why are they wanting to put out their relationship to the public in this way it seems very strange if it was a really Octavia, good lovey-dovey relationship wouldn't they just want to show that side of it they seem to show I, the mess more I, I do i want to give a shout out to octavia i think that's a great question it's a great like it is a good question point. it's a very good I like question i like that you're bringing it up and i have i mean i have a lot to say on this topic first and foremost there's nobody that knows more than i do 
uh, about like the front that people put up on social media, which, you know, masks what's really going on in their lives and, and, and people's judgment of it and all that. We could talk about that for hours and hours and hours as it pertains to the show and as it pertains to reality competition shows, which is what I, I mainline. Um, there's a couple things. <laughs> That's your mainline? Yeah, I mainline them. We <laughs> always preach not judging a person's actions on the show as reflective of, of that person without like really putting in your research. Like we always criticize people who say, oh my God, I hate Tori Hall. She was so mean to Camilla on Cutthroat 10 years ago. Like I, I, I really can't stand people that do that. However, we look into this stuff closely enough I get, I watch enough of this stuff. I watch the social, I watch what I see on social media versus what I see on the show. And I just use my own judgment as a person who interacts with people, like what these people would be like in real life. And I just feel, I, I could be wrong, but I just feel like I have a good grasp on at least some of these people. And when it comes to Kara, I think Kara is, she's easy to analyze because she's probably the most transparent person on the show. Not, mm, not, that's not, true. and that's not even intentional. That's just her personality is out there for you to see. You mm. see this person who is so insecure on the inside and like not athletic. And then you see the front that she tries to put off or the, you know, the character she not wants to play. athletic. You had to drop that in there. <laughs> you, you see, I mean, like you can see and you can, you can just put the pieces together. Everyone's saying that like this, is, she's a very scripted person on the show. She tries to come up with stuff. Supposedly her and Polly were planning like an engagement. They wanted to do an engagement storyline yeah. on the show. I, maybe which, that's why well, they like, did how, this. Once again, how fake can you get? Mm, mm. Come on guys. Come on. But it's, Octavia, thank you. That's good content. Jessica, I think he means transparent in the fakeness. In the fact that you can see through the fake. You can see through all that. You can you can see it pretty clearly. But it was, yeah, yeah it was definitely a good question. And, you know, along the same lines with what you said, it's, just, it's that it's not really a matter of, you know, judging what's edited on the show. Because I do think on a TV show, there's so much editing. We always talk about this. That's like our, our main... Our main platform here on the Saniac Podcast is just the editing of production and, and looking out for that. But social media is a different story and social media is what you put out there. And live videos are also a different story. So it's not like we're just seeing, for example, maybe an Instagram feed and we're seeing various photos and we're judging based off of that because I think that's really stupid. There, there is a limit. You know, you can't just like look at a picture and say this is a shitty couple. But if somebody's going out there and they're putting out all this content, it's kind of... I would say they're almost the more stable version of John, of Ron and Jen from oh um, my God. from Jersey yeah. Shore. And it's what it's funny comp. that we say more stable because it, yeah. they actually are more stable than Ron and Jen. Yeah, for think sure. about guys. Think Without about that fact. comp. That's but, perfect. But exactly. But it's the comparison that I have. I actually took the meme from um, from a meme from them. It's it's the comparison is so good purely because both of these couples put out so much of their mess on social media. So they don't, you know, they're not just showing us photos here. I mean, both of these people, they both, they're always in the news. They're always in the stories. They're always making things, uh, you know, public that are, that seem detrimental, that seem like detrimental aspects to a relationship. You know, they're, they're throwing out random bits like this person cheated or this person did that. I mean, with Ronnie and Jen, it's, it's obvious, you know, they hit this person, they hit that person. One's arrested, one's over there, like fucked off of their face. So they're, they're showing out a lot more that's bad, but it's the same kind of story. It's the same sort of thing. So the way that you would judge yeah. Ron and Jen is the way that we would judge them. And I'm not saying they're like the world's most toxic couple because they're not. I just don't think they're compatible after what we're seeing so much, unless the caveat, it's all fake, which again is just the weirdest thing then. If it's all fake, that's weird. You know what I mean? 
I think you have to strange? judge it. You have to judge it in degrees. Like some, uh, everybody to some regard is putting on for the cameras, but uh, people are just more genuine than others. You know, you can tell like, like where the difference lies between someone on the show and when they're not on the show. Something that always stood out to me, um, and this, I mean, this is, <laughs> this is a stretch here going back, but um, there was another challenge podcast that was, uh, I was really enjoying for a while. I believe they were called Reality Bites Back. They were doing challenge interviews. Yeah. And he interviewed Leah from Real World Paris. Aha, uh-huh, cool. And there was a great question about, you know, did you ever see a moment where somebody was like really putting on for the camera and they were different outside of it? And she really broke it down. She was like, I- I'll tell you guys, like Ace came on the show and Ace acted like he was the party guy. He was the super fun guy. like, And he was about that life. And for those that don't know, Ace was back in the day regardless of his challenge performances he was like one of the most popular cast members he was killing mm. it on the on the appearance circuit killing it like making bank but and then leah said like when the cameras were off he was a completely different person that was coming from her um, so that that's something that i i always kind of keep in mind when i'm gauging I feel like Cam is a bit like that too. Like she's, she amps up her cockiness on camera a lot. She's maybe oh, not yeah. exact, you know, she's not that cause it just seems off. She seems so much more authentic in real life. Um, People always say that nowadays on the show, it's, it's a lot more about someone grabbing a camera and being like, come here, come here and trying to like make stuff happen. And honestly, if you want to figure out who those people are, I think they all roll together. And I think it's a lot of the people that roll with Kara. Sorry. Cara's sorry, cult. not sorry. Cara's Cara, cult, like Ninja. Georgia. Georgia yeah, cult. Thank you, Georgia. Cara. Granted, Georgia, I think she's I think she's coming up with some shit too. But uh For sure, uh, yeah. but the Cara, Brits do it in a funny Ninja way. Can't. Yeah, they do. The Brits are entertaining. They, we got some good comments. It. Marcy said that Ronnie just got tased. I cannot like he just got yeah, tased. The guy every, is always like, in jail. Week, yeah. Every week it's something new. Irving, I love Ace, by the way. I'm a big Ace fan. I'm just I agree with Charlene. She said the um, their Instagram is like a soap opera, which it fucking is to Polly and Kara's. Yeah. It's actually it's, a soap opera. It's, it's like a telenovela. You know, it'd be <sighs> hilarious if we put um, if we dubbed everything in Spanish. You know, that Friends yeah. episode where everything's dubbed in Spanish <laughs> and it was like the telenovela of, of Polly and Kara. Oh, you know, who, you know, what we have to do before we get into the show recap. Um, mm. We need to talk about the person that made the anti-Semitic comment towards you. Yeah. What a fucking cunt. Cunt what was alert. Cunt alert. <laughs> cunt alert. Honestly, though, it is satisfying in a way because I feel like now we're big enough or we're at that level where we're going to get those kind of comments. I've been waiting for it for a while. Yeah, I've been waiting for the haters. Oh, somebody I've called us out on Twitter. I've been waiting for the anti-Semites. I'm telling somebody you. Somebody called us out on Twitter. They responded to some Theo Stan account. They were like, then you have shows like the Saniac podcast I saw only that. reporting the negative or whatever. No, but I they said it, it in the... F- they had the best wording on the tweet. They were like, from the likes of the Saniac podcast, nonetheless. <laughs> it was just so great. So this this person's name is is Fathy, 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 probably Fati, Fati, Fati. I'm guessing. Um, yeah, she called you. <laughs> oh my god. She said so, insecure Jew. Is that what she? she yep. said insecure. No, no. She said insecure. She didn't even say Jew. She said you insecure, insecure Jewish. Jew. Oh my god. There's so wild. many things wrong with her comment, and so many things yeah. wrong with her even being on our page when we're called the Saniac Podcast. We stand for sanity and not you crazy know my hate. I've got a crazy theory. Ooh. Not that crazy. Who is it? I think I think Fati is Steven. I think oh, that's Steven. Oh, that mm-hmm. is some juice right there. 
So if you guys weren't clued in a couple weeks ago when I was a little spaced out, I was trying to block one of our commenters. His name is something or another. And uh, he is was really rude. He even got racist in the comment section. Yeah, he was making some racial remarks. So Really, I think really, got- really bad. Yeah. yeah, I think we've got a tie-in here. So it's possible. I mean, listen, I, I've been Thank waiting for it. Anti-Semites are everywhere. I was surprised that it took this long because I've been saying I'm Jewish for like every episode. Uh, yeah, you've been hyping up the LA Jew community yeah. and your connections out there all the time. I love Definitely. it. Definitely. Support it big time. So I'm surprised it took this long, but I you know, I have to say it was ironic that it came on the holiest day of the Jewish <laughs> calendar, but that's just the way it is. And honestly, I'm happy that that person's comments are there to be seen because, you know, they people need to know people need to be able to see these kind of things and you know separate themselves oh from those you're kind even of dropping tea about this person she's blocked from challenge fans oh my god Whoa. wait wait this is the best tea she Irving says, I blocked a Fathy from challenge fans because she tagged Kayla and called her a dumb bitch and told her to go fuck her dad what a weird comment to make all right guys it's pretty much confirmed this is definitely steven uh and <laughs> yeah it's it's confirmed i mean it's gotta it's be fact. i always thought so steven's like a troll account right i mean it says his name is that but i think it's somebody else i think it's somebody from the challenge community i, I think don't know. we just figured it out i, I think know. we solved the mystery <laughs> i love you guys so much thank you so much for the support all right, this is a perfect time to do a little introjection, a little ad read for our Saniac store. We have lots of good merch going on there, and we are releasing an eat, sleep, challenge, and repeat design coming out this weekend. So be on alert. Check that out, and there will be a discount code for that pro- those products specifically uh, released with that as well. Zach loves Kara. That discount code is still up there for all of our listeners, but it might have to go away soon. It's got to go I away. Think we're gonna, I think we're going to need to change that to something else. <laughs> Maybe Zach is Jordan. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what we go on to after that but I tried thank to you guys so much for supporting Instagram. it didn't happen oh where on uh from jordan I, I, uh on my instagram story at zcal77 thank you guys for all the follows i i put a little something up there and i tagged you're jordan. actually I was like, active Yo. aren't you on instagram yeah i'm very active i was like jordan I, I i jacked your look man yeah my instagram stories are fire i wish i could be a- i'm so i just cannot keep up with it it's like I put a story, and then there's the story, and then your hand hurts. You're holding up the phone for so long, and then you want to put it down. Then you want to go smoke We're, a day. We kind of you're active on other stuff, you know. I'm active on my stuff. You're active on your stuff. It's true. I'm I'm a much more a Facebook person. I really like Facebook. Discount code Laurel. I <laughs> Laurel. love that. Laurel. Laurel. I love that. I'm pinning that right out. That'll be the discount code, guys. We're definitely using Laurel. <laughs> Also, if you guys are wondering when we're doing the Bananas podcast stuff, we'll do that at the end. So that way, you know, we can get into the episode now for everybody who just watched. And then we'll do Bananas podcast recap after all of it. All right. We'll start us off here. Episode seven, baby. We enter with Nani and Turbo. They're chit-chatting. It seems like a rollover scene from last, uh, last season. You know, their relationship has continued. It's cute. They're friends. And, you know, I mean, it seems like we're getting uh, the standard challenge editing protocol where if the person leaves or if the person is going to go home soon or have a lot of fights, then we are going to see a lot of that person in the episode. So I'm starting to get the Mm -hmm. sense that turbo is going to be leaving soon because there's just so much of him out there. And it just feels like that's what we're, we're getting, we're getting up to. It feels like we're going to get up to some sort of explosion from him. Um, and they showed a lot of it. They did that with so many other people. They always seem to do that. We also got a lot of bear this episode and he left. So, um, classic challenge work right there. Then we get Um, the face masks. Yes. And during the face masks, um, 
or I, I guess it was right after the face mask, actually. I, I, let's talk about the face masks. I know you appreciated this. You I, are the I resident uh, makeup and, and beauty tip expert on the show here. I honestly do face masks like maybe twice a week, maybe maybe w- once to twice a week at least. I love taking care of my skin because I, I actually have really bad acne or not anymore. It's cleared up a lot, but I used to have horrible acne about a couple years ago. And so I'm so careful with my skin. I always do face masks. And it's so nice to see everybody like getting in a little circle, doing little masks, doing spa days. That's what we would do as a family, like me and my sisters. Obviously mm. not like my Yeah, parents. masks freak me out. They're Don't so like n- you need a mask, Zach. I can see it. You need moisture. Me? So yeah, you need some going on here. I I do have crow's feet. I've got crow's feet on the side of my eyes. I can take care of that. So did a lot masks, of squinting in my eye mask. You need to wear some eye cream. I mean, all of this cream. stuff is so important. But it was really cute to watch them all doing it. And Josh, the most awkward though was Josh and Georgia basically sitting right next to each other. You have Georgia with Bear doing a face mask. And then Josh, like, right on the other side, just listening to them chit-chat while they flirt. Bear will always be able to hold it over Josh's head. Like, if if Bear wanted Georgia, he would have it like that. And Josh, like, if... if, Let's say that Josh and Georgia were together, and then Bear was was like, you know what, I'm going to step in. Hey, Georgia. Boom. Josh is out. Yeah, for sure. But I know... well, I don't know, but I believe Georgia is not delusional. I know she thinks that Bear is not like a safe bet, that he's probably going to screw her over at some point. I believe she's aware that it's just for fun. She still has feelings like a human, but it seems like she, she understands she has to keep, you know, her feelings to some extent at a distance. Yeah. Uh, you know, so saying think... face masks are scary for someone with facial hair, but you have to use not peel off masks, one that the cream ones that you wash off. A good question for everyone. We have quite a few viewers right now. Uh, what's your favorite face mask? If you use one, drop that in the comments. I would love to know. Or if you have a favorite <laughs> brand. Yeah, great. I'm in on this. I love I the know. Ordinary. And my favorite is their exfoliator. It's fantastic. And then I really love this green tea mask I've been using. And also um, Origins face masks. They're really good. Um, I believe from like here all the we things I want for my the, birthday. Uh, <laughs> we we move into the Jordan section where he he doesn't like the mess in the house. Yes, this is where I got. Uh, this is pretty much the only thing I have to say about Kara in this episode. Kara, during this Jordan segment in her confessional, refers to Jordan as a smug, arrogant prick. Sis, pot meat kettle. You're talking oh about yourself. Calhoun said you sis. Yeah, I said sis. She's talking like she's talking about herself, right? D- those words all describe Kara, correct? Yeah, but they also describe Jordan. I just don't think That's it's fine. a bad thing. That's fine. Yeah, they, they can. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear don't you. Throw, don't throw stones in the glass house. Well, Cara. you want to know. We want to know where the area that I agree with you on that point is. Is the fact that uh, the fact that if somebody said that to Jordan to his face, he'd be like, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's that sounds right. Yeah. And if someone mm-hmm. said it to Kara, she would cry and say that they're wrong. So, you know, the difference there lies with the self-awareness. I find if you're self-aware and, and embrace those characteristics about yourself, then it comes off differently to people because at least they know that you're aware that it's not normal and it's not necessarily like the kindest thing. But at least you're aware of it. And that's a really important thing in life. It makes you feel more confident in that person. Now, what did you think about Tori's comment about how they have a soul contract? Did that not just... Were you not warm and fuzzy inside? Eh, I mean... Listen, I'm coming around somewhat on Tori and Jordan as a couple. Um, I get it. I see it. You know, it's it seems healthy. It's a hell of a lot healthier than other reality couples They're that we so are watching. Cute. 
They're so cute. I, listen, I, I'm, I'm such I'm a fan not of the them. Type, I'm not the type that stands reality couples. People invest so much energy into that. Um, Do you not have I any of the, the... What about what um, Survivor couples? Because I feel like you love Survivor. Are there any that you no, are really into? No, I don't. I don't stand. I don't stand Survivor couples. I, I, you know, I'm not standing Robin Amber guys. Come on. Oh, now. they were horrible on Amazing Race. Let's just get that straight. That was bad. Oh man, we're getting into some some bad. TAR. I bad. stand like television couples. You know, I stand Buffy yeah. and Angel and Brooke and Lucas. Didn't you um, like? Uh, what was I think that? it's Sophia. Is is it Sophia Bush's birthday or? Oh my god, yeah, she does have a birthday right around mine. I remember that from, mm, from, from, wait, no, hold I'll, on. I'll have to double check that. It might have already happened. It's possible. But, you know, this this scene as well with Tori and Jordan, first of all, reminds me a lot of Dirty 30 because of the, um, oh no, it's not. Because of the, um, the what was it, the jam jars? That, that was the big thing on Dirty 30. So this, you know, he had a problem yeah. with the kitchen. And I really relate to both of them purely because I'm literally such a mixture of these two individuals. I can be very Jordan and I can be very Tory. You know what I mean? If there's a bunch of shit going on, it's so frustrating, particularly in my family. I'll go off, like I'll scream. And there's certain things that I really dislike. I get where he's coming from for a lot of this shit. Why can't you just put the shit, why can't you put the top on? Why can't we just clean up after it? You know what I mean? Why do you have to let the bugs come all over? It's just gross. So I feel him fully in that area but i also feel tori completely in the sense that like just because it angers you doesn't mean you have to take it out on people you can't just scream in someone's face there's gonna be consequences all of these things i relate to so heavily so for me the reason why i like them the most is not because they're like this cute couple that i'm just like oh my god they're so dreamy da, da, da. it's because i literally relate to both of them so hard and the fact that they have come together these two sides of my personality are like joining it into one it's just pretty cool it's pretty it was cool to watch especially because i like them both individually beforehand as well that's when i you know and then they it's just they're such a good duo that was very introspective i like that thanks that's a great point i'm an introspective bitch what can i say I'm, uh, yeah <laughs> yeah that could be a great shirt introspective bitch <gasps> that is a good shirt maybe we'll some, start mm -hmm. doing some quotes of ours write on that down yeah we would sell those would sell introspective bitch maybe put a hashtag on it i don't know we got a comment about Love Island right now, and I want to announce to people that Love Island Australia has started, and it's only three episodes in, but the season is shaping up nicely, so tune in to Love Island Australia. It's every single day, which is fantastic, and there's a recap show on the weekends. I love Love Island. It's fucking good. I know you do. There's a, you know a there's hardcore. a winter? There's going to be a winter British season. I'm so I know so that there's going to be a winter X on the Beach season, X on the Peak yeah, there's going to be a winter Love Island season filmed in South Africa, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to dedicate a whole, I'm going to create a whole new Saniac page just for Love Island news, because that needs to, that needs to be, that needs to be a thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, we have to have the Love Island section. I agree. Wait, this is so funny. Greg's comment, H-I-B-I-C, head introspective bitch in charge. <laughs> That's creative. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move as on. You say, as you I look like Jordan. I don't look like Tom Savini. Come on. He's like 70. He, you like, you, I don't even know what you look like. Like you look like something funny. <laughs> I'd love to watch you on Survivor it. though, because you won't have a razor, right? So your whole, all the facial exactly. hair will grow when, in. When I, when yeah. I get on Survivor, yeah, it's all going to be in. I'll make it to the merge easy. I decided you guys, I'm literally going to fly to every open call on Big Brother until they call me back. I'm sure they'll call me back earlier, but I will do that. Like that's the level at which I will yeah. go. I mean, I think it's important. 
we should discuss this right now. What's your beef with Cody going on to the challenge? Why is everyone so against him going on the challenge? I don't get it. Oh my God. No, my beef is like <laughs> this guy who <laughs> was so desperate. First of all, you were on an MTV show. Everybody always knows that if you're on an MTV show, there's a good chance you're on the radar. You're at least going to get contacted for availability. This guy is so far off MTV's radar that he had to go to the Spartan Race open casting call. I know, but I think it's weird that he's so far off their ra- I don't understand what was... I honestly thought him and McConaughey were a shoo-in for the challenge. It didn't oh, make any sense man, they wouldn't I hated go on. them. But I at least them. give them I... one chance. Think about all the lame AYTO kids we've seen. They can't have one I season. Watched, I watched all of Stranded, and I hated them so much that I found myself rooting for Alex, for pussy-ass Alex. I was rooting for him at the end because they I were was. so mean to you him. Had when, to be. when they didn't give the pots, I thought that was ridiculous. Yeah. It was the end. Come on. Finish it strong together. Thirst bucket, Irving. Whoa, that if is Cody Calafiori wanted to go on the challenge, ooh, that would be fantastic. Do you know how good-looking he is? He's yes. mesmerizing. Yeah. Like, is he taller m- than Polly? I think so. He's just he's something. He's probably one of the hottest people to play Big Brother. I think to date, I I can't. I actually can't think of a better looking guy that's been on Big Brother. I don't. I don't think oh there ever God, has been. Greg, he re- and you know he's Greg's really cool. Point. He's actually really cool. Cody was a very chill guy. Super different to Polly. Very calm laid back played his cards right he was one of the most well-liked people in the house had very little controversy around him that was his main gameplay is super super different to paulie it would be interesting to see them both in the house on a bloodline season now that would be something i'd watch and jenny and her twin sister that bloodlines would be on fire yeah jenny i didn't know jenny was triplets jenny her twin sister and nicole (laughs) <laughs> that's hilarious you can i'm sure that joke's been told like 37 times already but you can find them yeah. on instagram by the way guys they're the west twins they're so ridiculously strong and they look unreal it seems like um according to vevmo i believe jenny it looks like she's locked in for season 35 we'll, we'll have hey. a uh, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll have some cast notes coming up here soon as as the uh the rumored cast is starting to finalize yeah we're gonna release we're gonna release the cast for you guys once it's final so you'll see that all right daily challenge so this was resilient river run and i love when the challenges are sponsored because it reminds me so much of the old school challenges where they were all sponsored by various companies and then they had cool prizes that synced with them so i thought that was really cool reminiscent of old school challenges i just loved it i forget what company was what was the company again i forget what company was but it was sponsored and that was the fun part yeah Uh, well they 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 would always have like uh like cool swag like all right tonight this 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 challenge is oh uh, essentia that that hot new water that's out yeah there we go water that all the wawas are selling yeah the old school ones were so cool. There was like sidekicks and random PlayStation shits and all these like weird fucking gadgets and crap that was coming out. Uh, DVD players. The best gimmick on the old school challenges was was when um, I think it's Challenge 2000 where it's like, it's all right, your team wins this many E-Trade bucks. <laughs> fucking E-Trade <laughs> bucks. Now, that, it, do some research on that uh, shit. That's 2000 internet right there. Also, I really enjoyed um, Invasion when they did the, the Burger King sponsor. It's like, all right, oh, yeah. the winning team wins a feast from Burger King. And I remember, you know, I was fucking pretty hard with Burger King at that time. And I was like, oh, man, that's great. I'm, I'm down with that. <gasps> Burger King milkshakes. 
Ew, no poison, actual poison. No, don't say that. Actual Listen, poison. I'm, no, it's, it's I, like you're really, literally poisoning your body. No, I've been, a Burger King. I've been completely vegan now, and it has just been amazing. Listen, a burger. If if you like milkshakes, a Burger King milkshake, it's like the barometer of what a milkshake is. It's a good milkshake. So anything that's better than a Burger uh, King milkshake is a really good milkshake. It's like at zero, and everything bad is below, and everything good yeah. Is you above. reset the scale, but also Burger King milkshakes are better than McDonald's milkshakes. What you guys Ugh. know about that? My God, that's I gonna act- be a hot take. People aren't gonna like that in the comment section. Literally gonna puke. Uh, just the pee. Uh, gross. Listen, my what's body's this, a temple. There's but this I weird like ass battle sometimes. between um, what's the battle between In and Out and what was that? A Whataburger or something? What's the one? No, that no, no. It was between Chick Fil A and Popeyes. No, not. Oh, that was also a battle. But I'm talking about this random burger battle that people are. It's like it's I just don't. Gross. I don't know what's oh, going on. Octavia in the West coming there. in here saying gross. Octavia girl, I agree with you. Octavia That's killed it tonight. Octavia, yes. the MVP of this chat. Yeah, so I agree. Far. Octavia oh, is the anti Idris. I have to. Okay, I have to tell you about a comment we got last week. The best comment we ever had on any of our podcast ever 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 this person commented said that the the music seems like it's foreshadowing what's happening in all of the episodes and that last episode's music was um vietnam and so she says is that not foreshadowing for the fact that team usa might lose because they lost the war vietnam damn yeah it was deep it was a fucking good good and then I know that somebody point. I believe Challenge Mania pointed out that they played. They played Kansas on the night that yeah that West got bounced. Exactly. So and then tonight like... was a John Lennon solo song, and John Lennon was British, and Bear was British. There we go. That's the tie-in right there. Yeah, I was so gonna was say got Josh. assassinated, was, but I don't think Bear got assassinated. <laughs> Or you could be like, and John Lennon too was grizzly. <laughs> Fabi, how do you like Idris? I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to skip ahead. But really, how do you like Idris? He sucks. He's boring. He's the definition of of wallpaper and the definition of a follower. I don't mind him on the show. I dislike him on social media. Oh, I mind him on the show. I don't Idris, really mind him on I the mind show. You on- I, I mean, mind you on the show. I mind the fact that he's not going with my favorite people, but I don't mind him. Like he's not really doing anything he's not really doing anything period to be honest he's just some he's just some short dude who people got hyped about because they heard he was a boxer okay on to the challenge on to the challenge yes okay resilient <laughs> river run so to begin they build a pyramid puzzle on a giant raft then they carry that raft 400 meters up the river and grab a relic seems to be a lot of relics this season they put the relic on top of the puzzle and bring it back uh, to put it on one of their podiums. So the puzzle is like this. It's a pyramid, but it has a flat top. So they can put the relic on top there. Um, then they have to go back and get another relic and essentially do the whole thing over again. The first team to get two relics onto the podiums wins. Now, I had a feeling... I mean, I had a feeling that Team UK was not going to communicate well during this challenge. They don't seem to be good at puzzles, which is not surprising. Um, but from this point on, I mean, there, there was so many quotes throughout this challenge in particular throughout this section of the challenge in particular but also the whole episode so we started off with the first quote which was they have the attention span of a cockroach from ct i couldn't agree more these people look so scattered they can never just get their heads together when i feel like there's giant teams working together you need to sort of step back no like they need four or five people to just solve the puzzle and a few other people to put the pieces in place right that's exactly it that's the strategy right there 
because any any group of individuals, if you just get your smartest people, any group of them can do it. You know, it's not it's not that difficult. It wasn't a hard puzzle to solve. There was a few giant pieces. They were there were just too many people right on top of each other. So uh, they have a lot of potential team UK. If they can get their shit together, just a small amount more, they would be able to do a lot better. Yeah, well, it seems like they're going to be getting rid of a couple more people because I don't see them winning anytime soon. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not into, I'm anticipating the makings of a blowout is what I'm getting a sense for. I'm getting, I'm getting a sense for also a blowout to some extent, but I do think once they get rid of because at some point they're going to realize they have to get rid of Esther. They have to get rid of this. They have to trim down their team. So once they get to the point where their team is fairly strong and it's a tight unit, they do have a lot of potential to win. And there's less people to yell and scream. I, you know, the core of them could get along if they just fucking tried. If this was old school challenge, they would be making a bigger deal about Esther because she's low key getting the Casey Cooper, Katie Doyle treatment mm-hmm. um, because she's so bad and there's no chance that the U.S. would ever throw her in. So the only way um, that she's going in is if the U.K. team votes her in, which should be coming soon. I don't think she's going to be saved soon, but if they um, lose next week, they're voting in Esther. There's no way yeah. they're going to keep. I mean, at this point, nobody else is expendable. There's no way. What would be great would be if um, if the U.S. threw the mission just so Esther can stay in the game because it gives them a better, an easier chance at winning the final. That would be great strategy right there. That would be very old school. I would love yeah, that. that. That that would be old, old school right there. Irving dropped a funny comment. When Bear gets eliminated before Idris and Bear still gets invited to the reunion but not Idris. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll, listen, we'll, make we'll a splash, make a splash. Okay, so then we move on. We have um, we have them moving their pieces all over. They're getting the puzzle. They go off. They get the relic. And it seems like the first run was really easy for everybody. Um, and they do have a good strategy. Both teams seem to do this is put one or two people in front of them when they're walking in the water to see what's going on, what the surface is like underneath. So that way they don't fall or accidentally trip. Uh, and they also have somebody looking out for the relic in case this falls down. Now, my question to you is how come they didn't use the raft as a boat and float the puzzle? Was that, I, I could hear something about that when Ninja and Jordan were talking, but I didn't quite grasp what they were saying. It felt like that would have been the best strategy. Take all the weight the off. Only, um, the only thing I grasped that uh, Jordan said to Ninja was my favorite line of the whole episode when he goes, Ninja, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I lost it. Yeah, that um, was great. I knew you were going to like What about when Zach uh, splashed her? <laughs> incredible. Incredible. Zach, it's almost like you man. did it. It's almost like you did I, it. Right? Right? It was Zach <laughs> to Zach communication. Um, I don't, I'm going to assume that, that uh, I, I would assume that production probably told them that it had to be carried overhead, that they couldn't float it. That's, it what, I, th- that's what I was thinking as well. It's because it, it just made no sense that they would put a puzzle on a raft and then carry it on the river instead of float it on the river when it's on a raft. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it yeah. seemed weird. It seemed very weird. Yeah, uh, Jordan telling Ninja to shut the fuck up and then Zach splashing her. Uh, that, that was pretty great. It was um, priceless. It was priceless. <laughs> and we also get uh, a few lines from Jordan. This goes hand in hand with what we were saying earlier, which is he he goes, some people like to think I'm bossy. So if I'm boss, if being bossy means I'm a good team leader, cool. You know what I mean? To Jordan, yeah. it's like, call me bossy. Fine. Maybe I'm bossy. Okay. That's the way I am. I'm bossy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe it's effective. Who knows? 
It you would know? be, I, I mean, it's, it's all a matter of perspective. You know, if, if Jordan is, is being bossy and he's leading the team like into the ground and they're not succeeding, then you have to question it. But um, it seems like he's been one of the main shot callers and they're, they're dominating. So uh, it's, it's hard to disagree with him. <laughs> okay. A lot of people are commenting on Zach splashing a ninja and not liking it because it was towards women. Uh, I honestly think Zach would have done that to a guy as well. I think yeah. a guy would have taken it a lot better as you know, one of his friends. I mean, we were, have you ever been splashed in water and you're, she wasn't even carrying anything. It's not like she was carrying something super hard and being splashed. She was right in front of them. Like, I don't see the I, issue. There. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to, uh, say that, you know, Zach's documented past of saying really questionable things about women. I, I actually just rewatched that X's two episode, uh, the other day on Pluto. I mean that, okay, that, that happened. That's out there of course. And I don't agree with that, but I'm just, I'm judging this based oh, on this with John season. A? And, uh, when, when he was talking to, he was talking some of his, uh, uh, his religious beliefs at the time, he was a lot more outspoken religious in his earlier, uh, seasons and he didn't yeah like, wasn't, I wasn't a fan as, of him early on that much yeah I will say he grew on me I'm just I'm just looking at him now like I I, I get it I was entertained in the moment and honestly it's like it, it, in the heat of competition um it was a water splash like that's yeah that, like, at the end of the day, every, that's what it is you know what I mean everybody's on equal standing on the team like, like yeah. that's what the challenge has per- portrayed to us that guys and girls are all intertwined they're they're not they're not separate they compete in finals uh against each other now so everybody's competing against true. everybody true I, and I, 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 I liked him this episode a lot i, I thought he's he stuck up for the team in the right way. You know, last week we had Leroy as the leader and this week we had Zach as the leader yes. and they have both the, done a very good job. I have two things about Zach that I want to say. First and foremost, the way that, and we'll talk about the Jordan turbo exchange, but after that, the way that Zach stepped up and was like, no, we're not letting this shit spiral out of control. I'm going to be the leader today. That's it. I'm calling the shots. And everybody was like, all right, you do that. And then he stabilized it and they made the move that they wanted to make. That was a vet move. And that was very impressive. And here's the other thing I want to say about Zach. With Johnny's elimination, that leaves Zach as the only person on the entire cast and thus the only person on the U.S. team who has won a team final. Oh, wow. Good point. Yes, that is... That is invaluable experience in my eyes because he knows how to play the political game uh, in a situation where you've got more than two people on your team, you know, he had to, he had to, to combat a four, you know, he had to deal with, with a four person team, not granted, not as big as, as, as it is now, but he's been in that environment and he's won the season. So he knows more about this style of play than pretty much anybody else on his team. Very true. I would agree. I don't know if he was the best teammate back then, but he does have the know-how for navigating this kind of a team challenge, which is something that a lot of the other competitors don't have. Maybe CT, you know, but he's not on Team USA. Yeah. So it's sort of, you know, he's sort of leading UK in that kind of way. He has the experience over there and Zach has the experience. CT's definitely got the, he's got the team challenge experience. He's yeah. lost enough of them. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, like I, I'm sure CT's it's dying to get Esther off his team. Like like CT's had to go through he's some finals. He's seeing with Big some, Easy. Some, yeah. He sees Esther, he sees Big Easy. You know, that's, that's yeah. a, a fall right there. Octavia is hilarious. So you splash me with some water and you're rude while you do it and talk to me like I'm nothing that's caused to catch some hands. 
I mean, if you do that, then you're just out the challenge. So if that's how low your temper is, then that's crazy. Well, but, but I mean, she's right in that. Yeah, Ninja's got to, she's got to do something back. She's got to be like, yo, fuck you, Zach. Like, you know, she's got to give him some of that. But she was doing that, but not in the, she was just doing it in the worst way. Yeah, I was she was doing it in the her. ninja way. In the, yeah. She was doing it in the car way. Like I'm the whining way. The wh- yeah, what? exactly. Don't, yeah, don't whine about it. Yeah, give it back. Give it back and be confident about it how annoying is it when a grown adult whines you know they get that nasally voice and they're just like mm, why <laughs> it's just so annoying i can't stand that that, that tone right. is the complaints all right so basically team usa won uh and then we get some more ninja yelling afterwards she sort of goes up to everyone she's like why were you yelling at me like that to zach blah blah, blah. after they've already won it's hilarious that team usa is still fighting after they won Polly being a big super fan of the challenge and then coming out and saying he doesn't understand how teams who are winning are fighting has never seen the challenge before because yeah, plenty on, of man. winning teams fight. It's go like go watch Gauntlet 3. Classic. Gauntlet 3 is the master class. Oh, this. yeah. Oh, my God. Did they ever fight? Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Gauntlet 3, the vets would be dominating. And then afterwards, you'd have CT drunk as fuck, smoking a cigarette, and then just being like, ah, fuck you. We got to get Coral out of here. We got to get Katie out of here. We got to. It, it was fantastic. Great season. People hate Gauntlet 3. Gauntlet 3. I thought it was good. Is a, it's like a top five season for me. Maybe top three. Who hates Gauntlet 3? It's close 3? to my favorite. I thought Gauntlet 3 was good. I thought Entertaining, it was Entertaining, loaded cast. Oh, Jessica, we're going to have trouble tonight because I am not Team Turbo. I think Turbo is just, uh, he's gone down. I've noticed this. You're definitely not Team Turbo. No, I'm really, really like not feeling his vibe this season. He just rubs, I don't know, he gives me a really bad vibe. His whole anger is crazy. He's so temperamental. I mean, he can never control anything. And he sees things in such an aggressive way. It's uh, yeah, so a lot. let's, let's a lot. talk about this big. Let's talk about this big blow up. Yeah. How did you? How did you feel about this going down? So for Erlene, I know she probably didn't watch the episode. The blow up happens right after they win. They're literally right there. They're doing shots of the relic. Uh, the cameras are doing shots of the relic, showing them in place, and Turbo keeps kicking them down. And it seemed like he did that a few times. You know, uh, we'll have also to wait. noticed that Turbo was calling the cameras over to film him doing it. Yeah, whatever. Glowing so, up for the camera a little bit. I feel like he did it a few times, but I need to get confirmation on that. I'm sure there'll be some tweets coming out there. And, uh, and you know, Jordan kept putting it up there. And, and he was like, Turbo, stop doing that. Turbo, stop doing that. And I went back and watched that scene a couple times just to make sure I, I saw the first push accurately enough. And Turbo pushed, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. That was a fucking shove. He went, boom. I mean, full arm stretch, Full on. It looked like there was some power behind it. And on top of that, he also touched Tori. He also went yes. and touched Tori. And she didn't actually end up getting a hand on him. I, I watched it so many times, zoomed in, the whole shebang. And so it's pretty clear that Turbo is the one who started the physical altercation. And for me, you know, for I mean, I get that Jordan is being annoying. But so what? I don't think other people's behaviors excuse yours. Just like how I would say to Jordan, it doesn't matter if somebody is doing all this. It doesn't give you a, you know, it doesn't give you an excuse to go crazy or to get mad or to start screaming or whatever it is. I would say the same thing to Turbo. Just because Jordan is acting that way, it doesn't mean it gives you an excuse to put your hands on someone. The fact that he has so much pent up physical aggression is 
scary to me. And also the way he blows up and the way he holds on to the blow ups and he can never let it go. I don't know if we've ever seen someone in the challenge house who holds a grudge quite like turbo. And that's saying something considering this house is full of grudges since the dawn of the challenge time, the house has been full of grudges and no one seems to hold a candle to, to turbo in, in terms of grudges. It's just, it's a really negative, it's a negative behavior. I don't like it. I've been making comments lately about certain cast members who they have reputations amongst the cast and, and sometimes with, you know, they, they promote it themselves. And I look at it like who earned their reputation versus who didn't. And you have P and I used the examples of people like cam and ninja who people like hype them up and, and they'll say, Oh, you know, don't, don't mess with them. They're so good at this. They're so good at this. And yeah. they'll hype themselves up and they'll say, Oh, you know, I'm such a good climber and cam will say, I'm, I'm a legend and all this stuff. And it's like, have they really earned it? And I feel the same way about turbo turbo one, you know, what could be what is probably the hardest final in the history of the show. But I've been on record that my biggest issue with War of the Worlds was that the format of the season was very forgiving to players. Turbo didn't have to do anything to make it to the mm. final. He didn't see a single elimination. He was never threatened at all. He just kind of coasted by. And then he performed, you know, capably in a final. Like, he performed steady in a final where everybody else fluctuated very highly. Um, so... He's kind of unproven to me. And he comes into this season and Leroy's like, oh, don't fuck with Turbo. And everyone's like, oh, don't mess with Turbo. It's like, but you know what? They're saying don't, but they're saying don't mess with Turbo in the sense that he's going to blow up, which is a horrible reputation to have as a human being. Don't yeah, yell, don't yell at Turbo because he'll hit you. That's, that's the idea yeah, behind what they were that saying. Person? That's crazy. Yep. How can you, how can you allow yourself to be that human being where it's like someone can't talk to you? Someone can't yell at you. Someone can't do a mistake to you or you're going to fucking hurt them physically. I think that's bullshit. Um, Fabi is asking why was Jordan so bothered by the relic being kicked? So if I heard correctly, Jordan said, don't kick down. We're going to have to shoot it again. So I'm guessing that production was filming that scene of the relics being up. Right. Yeah. And and they were they had them up there because they were filming they were filming the shot and turbo kicking um, it down meant that they have to keep filming the shot because they were doing a pan shot you know where they were going like this showing all of them in place and you know who cares if Jordan yelled or not the idea is you don't we're not we're not even excusing Jordan's behavior in this way he doesn't even excuse his own behavior in this way for him it's like yeah you can yell at someone but Tori's keeping him in check in the sense that you're gonna have consequences he's like yeah okay I'm gonna have consequences he's accepting the fact that there's consequences to that behavior the consequence should never be though somebody coming at you violently if Turbo wants to scream if he wants to get in his face like that fine but he's not he's coming at him violently and in the way that I said that Polly looked like a sausage popping out of the casing last week being held back Turbo did not look like a sausage popping out of the casing he looked like a sausage fully intact and had to actually be held back like it wasn't a show right Polly's looked like it was very much yeah. a show he was screaming yeah. trying to make himself right trying to like pop out right turbo is literally trying to go for them physically that's just not okay it's just i not okay. um i first of all i i like that jordan dude wasn't backing down at all like he was he was ready to go if that's what it was going to come to and um you know like he's he's you like he's you can tell that he's someone who's had to stand up for himself before and in, in in the past and the way that they both approach it you can tell it was a lot more genuine than what you saw between Polly and Josh that's mm. like two people like you said putting on like go, like yeah. jumping to a 10 like this these were two guys that if they had to throw down they would throw down oh for what sure. did you think about Tori jumping in the way she did 
I mean, it, it seemed like a natural instinct for her. It, it's because it mm-hmm. happened in a split second. There wasn't any thought process behind it. She just saw someone shove him and jumped in. And he didn't get that close. Like, he wasn't that close to Turbo. You know, he wasn't on him. So it wasn't like Turbo was shoving him off of him. He literally shoved him. Just, just It was just an offensive attack. Yeah. And so Tori saw that and just instantly jumped in. I don't know if I have too many takes on that. My whole stand, like, I don't like to get involved with fights, but if I somewhat saw someone who I really loved who was in a fight as well, I'd probably get involved. I think that's one of the few ways you'll get me into a physical altercation is if I see someone that I'm in love with that's in a fight, and that could be, you know, a sibling, a family member, a relationship, someone that I'm with, whatever, a close friend. But that would be probably one of the only ways that you'd get Damn, me into that you, kind of a fight. Damn, you jump in for your mans? Oh, it depends. Like, it really depends. In the, f- I, in, I would. That would be great. I'd love. I would to see not it. jump in if real punches were being thrown. In fact, I'd run the other way. <laughs> um, yeah. I, like Greg. Far, Greg does bring away. up a great point. This was. Um, this was the one year anniversary of the the final reckoning fight between the uh, dust up between Sylvia and Marie. Wait, but yeah, th- it was a harder we're, push than that. Yeah, we're we're Syl- Sylvia headbutted Marie, and honestly. Oh, guys, between that I, one. Yeah, that one. I love Sylvia in that moment. Like, Sylvia, she would fuck a bitch up. Yeah. Marie was trying I, to get her kicked I, off, though. It was obvious. I, I, can't, I can't think of many... People don't give Sylvia enough credit. I really can't think of many girls that, like, if it was a physical go toe-to-toe, like, who's going to beat Sylvia? She's, she's beastly. And she'll... Jessica was asking me about CT. Yeah, I think what CT was doing was totally fucked up. And on top of that, we've had so much tea come out now from, from you know, Bananas and other cast members that say that CT was, like, selling prescription meds from the girls. Like, he was stealing their meds and then selling them. Yeah. And, like, all this fucked up shit. So, yeah. I mean, if that shit was going on and we had social media and this podcast back then, I'd be calling that shit out just the same, 100%. Fabi's comment. We have so many comments. Let's read through some of these. Fabi says, we saw this with Turbo and Ninja. Why is this different? We know Turbo holds grudges. He sent D to an elimination. Even when she apologized to him, this is Turbo. The problem to me is that this got violent. And coming onto the show, you have to have strategy. And what you were saying from last season that I think he needs to work on as well that we never got to see is strategy. His physical abilities got him through last season, no problem. There was zero political, there was zero strategy involved. So he's not even thinking strategic. For him, it's all, you know, revenge, revenge, revenge. It's all this, this, that. And he's not thinking, if I fight, I'll get kicked off of this show. That should be the main thought behind not wanting to fight on the challenge first and foremost. And then it should be, you know, I don't want to fight as a human being, right? I don't know. I just, I don't Um, think, I don't think he's, now he's tested and we're seeing him falter. I mean, he's tested so many times. It's true. He's, he's starting to, he's cracking. Um, so, so the mental game is starting to get to him. Um, Michael, Michael, I, I see you dropping our girl that we both stand, uh, DJ Mel Reeves, Melissa Reeves. So, um, all I got to say is stay tuned. We, We might be seeing her come back. And I know that we're both, we both want that. We're both pulling for a Melissa comeback. Irving says that Jordan said on Twitter they were all trying to vote for the speaker and Turbo was kicking the relics. So, you know, he wasn't involved in the team, whatever it was. Uh, So then let production tell Turbo that not Jordan. I'm not excusing Turbo, but if you get in someone's face like that, you never know how that person will respond. Of course, but on the challenge. I mean, but for Jordan, what's what's the harm in having Turbo hit him? One less person to compete against, you know, for the money. he's... He's played that game. There's no, you know, there's no issue for someone to provoke someone. You know, the response, if anything, Jordan would probably want Turbo to hit him. It would benefit his game. So I don't know if 
it's not like he shouldn't hit him because Jordan doesn't want to. I'm saying he shouldn't hit him because people shouldn't hit people. Do you think it's weird that there was security on Turbo in one second? Um, that's a good question. I, I feel like they have security pretty close by. I would assume, especially on a day where it's a daily challenge, there must be a lot of security nearby in case things happen, paramedics. I'm not too sure. I mean, Marcy, are you saying you think that the fight was staged, so that's why security was so close? Because that would be interesting. That would be some controversial gossip right there. Yeah. Tori is a ride or die, real one. Yes, Erlene. Yes. I completely agree with that right there. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely a language barrier coming into play with Turbo. And there was a whole uh, dust up on Twitter over the last couple days with, with Turbo and Jordan leading up to this and Turbo saying things on Twitter and people, you know, pointing out like, like how disrespectful they thought it was. But I, I do think there's a language barrier. There's a culture. There's a cultural difference. Um, he's from a culture that is like so different and, and, and far from ours in terms of progressiveness. That plays into it. Mm. um it definitely does he has so who wrote down that he has a problem with disrespect i think that plays into it as well he ha he his big issue is the respect factor you know yeah but i actually I'm really liked uh i did like the one observation that the turbo made tonight going going into um the the daily when it was like uh everybody's running together but they're they're not running together to be a team they're running together because they're all searching for weakness because they want to see who they can pick off who's not going to be able to run mm. the final with them it was very astute that is a yeah that's a good observation yep yet all it was just it, it was just in a turbo time. way like like that's the turbo is all about that like weakness and and battle and they're searching for weakness to see who they can cut yeah, Jessica, he might be very respectful to the women, but the way, the language in which he used, like the fact that it, he, when he said man to man, I didn't like that. I don't like that line. I think it's shitty. I loved how Tori corrected him with that. You know, maybe let's not do it man to man. Maybe we can solve this in a different way. Mm -hmm. I just don't like that kind of terminology. I find it very, I don't know. It's like subtle sexism in a way. I just don't like it. Uh, Turbo seems like he's been sheltered his whole life. The dude deaf lacks social skills and doesn't care about anyone's feelings, but his own. I'm not so sure if I agree with that fully. Uh, he has the most respect for Nani for sure. The way he treats Nani is amazing. I love him and Nani's relationship. I will give him full credit for that. That's a good comment from Michael. Turbo's probably thinking about his large fan base in Turkey, so he has a certain amount of machismo to hold up, to uphold or lose face. That might be his most driving force of motivation behind a lot of this stuff. If you think about it, how are his fans yeah. going to see him back home? He has a huge following and a huge reputation as someone who's not going to back down. So perhaps for him, it is his character. It is his brand that he can't be someone to let these things go. And if that's the case, then I, you know, I see where he's coming from for sure. That's a business decision, uh, but it still just feels more authentic than that. It feels like his anger is more real than that. And it's very scary. I don't know if I would want to be around that. Hot Take Turbo is the long-lost son of Sensei John Kreese. <laughs> All right, one last comment from the comment section from Greg, because this was hilarious. Johnny lecturing about unauthorized prescription medication <laughs> used on the show. Spit take. <laughs> yeah. It is true. It is true. That was That's a pretty accurate. Learn. Okay, so basically they have this whole fight, whatever. There's some great lines from Turbo. <clears throat> we will read them out. Jordan is a pussy chicken, chicken pussy. Uh, Jordan's like, Turbo, I'm your daddy. This was like a really weirdly weird back and forth interaction between these two. And then Turbo responds again. Turbo's a pussy ass chicken. Jordan's a pussy chicken. Chicken pussy. Low on the totem pole. Uh, and he also kept saying bitch, which I thought was great. I like hearing him say it in his accent. Now, this is when Zach steps in. 
because Turbo wanted to be the speaker at that point because he started screaming, yeah. got mad, and everyone was getting angry and heated. And I loved how Zach stepped in here, similar to how Leroy stepped in last week. He goes, no, no. No one's going to be the speaker because they're angry. No one's going to do, you know, we're not putting in angry people in the tribunal, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm the speaker. I'm the speaker. Someone was like, who's the speaker yeah, then? It was, He's like, it was a great me. move. Just, he just shut it all down, which is great. And then we have them all line up and Zach picks the tribunal and he ends up picking Turbo and Tori. What'd you think of these choices? I thought it was a pretty good way to reconcile the situation. Yeah, it was, it was a it was a political move because Zach knew that he would have control because him and Tori would vote the same way no matter what. And Turbo would stop bitching and that maybe like Turbo doesn't probably doesn't care about the politics of it enough to like want someone else in there with him. So I, it, it was it was a, a real good move. Yeah, guys, I understand cultural differences probably more than most. I've lived in so many places all over this world and I literally was his neighbor for many, 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 many years. Um, and so I get that it can't be translated, but there is just a sense that I get there and it's, it seems to come out um you gotta trust your read gotta yeah trust your read on it yeah it's just a read guys and it could be wrong that's for sure lord knows i've been wrong before what was i wrong about that was really bad i forgot what it was but it was really bad it was on this show oh my god what was it it was we, we both we came start, in here yeah we gotta start tracking these we have to track them i came in and i had a yeah. whole apology for it i forget what it was yeah we gotta track our biggest fails octavia three neutral people yeah th i think because they were both on like opposite ends it felt sort of new like it balanced out like it was t you know tori and and turbo become zero and then zach is just sort of whatever and he also adds in to make it zero so it wasn't yeah but i thought it was a good tribunal so let me get the aftermath lots of talking you see ct he's sort of starting to get paranoid he's talking to rogan and d seems like he's trying to get in with them i don't know if ct i feel like ct is picking the wrong side yeah, he's CT's bringing nothing to this season for me at this point. Like, well, I don't, I don't really want to watch. I'm not entertained by watching CT sitting on the fence. I feel like we're talking about this every week, and he's not really sitting on the fence. He's if you not. look at his decisions, he's he's sided with Joss and Rogan every time, and he sees that they every have the numbers, time. so he's he's doing that, and it's just, it's not that entertaining to me. He makes it out like he's switching off. Like, he doesn't know who he's going to go for, and he's, he hasn't picked the side, and he, you know, blah, 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 blah. But he actually is. He's shown his allegiance to one side every single week, every single vote. He is the yeah. one who's the deciding factor who always sends in one of Bear or George's people. And so his whole game, you know, he's acting like this vote would change everything in everyone's eyes, and it was this big deal and blah, blah, blah. But it just seems really weird. I don't know why he wouldn't pick... He's just yeah. He's picking the boring side. Erlene put it the best right here. He yep. is just picking the boring side. That's, That's what the problem it is. for me as a viewer. You know, someone made a comment on Twitter saying, "Is is CT?" Or they replied to us on Twitter saying, "Is CT not setting himself up really well here?" And blah blah blah. And yeah, you know, he is. It's his gameplay is great. I don't think he's doing a bad job, but he's not picking the entertaining side, the side that we yeah. want to see more of. And no offense, Mar Marcy. Just, um, they're not fun. Marcy, I, I would say. Marcy, I would say no way. It was strictly numbers. I, I don't think Bear's the weakest guy on the team. I think it's strictly numbers. Um, I think that... I, there, there's a, I could see... like if, if Bear and Rogan had gone at it in this elimination tonight, do you think Bear would have won? I think Bear would have beat Rogan. They're more similar size-wise than Bear and Joss. Not even um, a matter I of think, size. Yeah, Rogan's just not as fit as Joss. Yeah, and I think I think Bear and 
Bear and Idris would have been an interesting battle because he Bear has size on Idris, but Idris is you know he is pretty strong. He's he's um he's used to that kind of contact, and he probably has more stamina. Um, that mm. would have been interesting, but I Maybe. do think Bear could have taken it to Rogan. Well, my thing, I mean, Bear was just so far ahead of Joss and all of the heats. You saw him; he would get further than, than the midpoint each time. So if he had someone yeah. who he, I just don't think Rogan would have beat him. I don't think so. I think we'll, I we'll think get to it. I, I have some thoughts on that elimination. But as for the deliberation of it, um, this is where this is the point where I, I wrote in my notes that I just I felt like Idris is he's like the LVP of the entire season. He's sitting there <laughs> so bringing, rough. He's bringing nothing, and he's he's just following. He's literally letting CT speak for him mm. and then he's sitting there with his head down as if it's some kind of tough decision and he just goes with ct mm. he's he's and because he's not Bear looks right at him or rogan looks right at him and he goes with rogan too rogan looks right at him rogan's like well uh, might if you if you don't vote for me i'm gonna be going in and then he's like uh, uh, oh okay okay so he's like all right i'll i'll vote for you know i'll vote for bear then he looked like he was gonna cry he actually looked like he was gonna cry honestly he with with these votes though they're just being so easily manipulated over onto the rogan and jaw side because maybe they're nicer to them in the daytime they're they have a cooler head they're not as crazy as bear and theo and them but i don't know it just seems yeah jack i do i really do like rogan don't get me wrong i do i actually really like joss too he's such a great guy super super nice i can imagine in person i would get along with rogan a lot he seems like just my kind of human being to hang out he with. He seems more likely to, to get high with you than Joss would. Um, no, they'd both for sure get high. But um, <laughs> you got that read. But too. my problem is just they're not like as characters on the show. You know, Bear and Georgia and Theo are leaps and bounds above them in terms of entertainment factor, and that's really where it lies. You know, I, they are so entertaining to watch. They're so much more fun, so much more alive. And I would like to see them on the show more. And I, I think the dynamic between them and CT would be more interesting as well to watch. The dynamic between CT and Rogan and and Dean is boring. Like their their banter is boring. Their conversations are boring. It's all dull. And don't get me wrong. Like they might be funny in person, but it's just, it's just not the same. They don't have the same TV charisma, at least for the challenge, than. Uh, than bear and georgia and them and yeah joss is actually very entertaining alive he's really funny super chill just I, a really um, really good guy a really good guy. i see where greg's coming coming from and i actually thought about this too during the episode like what if everybody pull kind of uh what if the the uk team realized that okay well let's actually just take all our votes and put them on ct and vote ct in you know like flip the vote on him which could work out, but also if CT wins elim- elimination, he's bouncing to the U.S. team immediately, and then um, you know, then they're they're further in the hole. Yeah, CT. I don't know if the UK will ever turn on CT properly. He's, yeah, because I, I think they, I think they want to. Yeah, I think they they want to keep him on their team. We we said from the the first uh, from the first episode that CT was sitting pretty. Like I don't think he's going to see an elimination. I don't think they're gonna. They're just going to keep him there. So I, that's why I don't get why he's like so worried. Uh, I mean, I understand his concern. I I do think it's just because he doesn't have as good of relationships on the team as much, so he's sort of stressing out about it, watching it from a distance. But he's the paranoia is getting to him clearly, 
Charlene makes a good point. I, I don't think he has anything to be paranoid about. He's either, like, one, I don't think they're going to throw him in at all. And two, if they did, and if he's as dominant as he says, then he just wins and jumps ship to the U.S. But he's not. And he knows Makes he's sense. not as dominant as he says. He knows. He knows yeah. he's lost. He's, he's out got, of shape. Yeah, he's, he's a lot older. He's got that Cara thing going He's got the car thing going but on. But CT's not going to deny it. He's very yep. proud of his body. He's not going to like be delusional. Yeah. Uh, Charlene's point was good. They're being themselves. I appreciate them being real versus all the drama, which is exactly what Joss would t- told me when he would come into the studio is the fact that people would try and egg him on all the time and he wouldn't give in. And it just isn't his vibe. Yeah. Do you see what Marcy said? That's fucking great. <laughs> would CT have fit through those walls tonight? <laughs> I think he would have fit through the walls. <laughs> he would have been a he would have been a hoss in that elimination. Yeah, CT is CT's absolutely been with Rogan the whole time. He made his decision from the start. He went with the numbers, and I they're just kind of editing it to act like there's some some mystery in that. But I mean, the bottom line is that uh, Theo Bear and Georgia they don't have numbers. They haven't had numbers. They're three against everybody else on the team, and Ky- Kyle's kind of with them. Kyle's more in the middle than than ct i feel ct's his mind's been made up. jack says i just don't like theo and bear's arrogance i really like it i actually I, I find i don't always enjoy people's arrogance i will say i'm picky i don't know what it is it's a personal thing but some people have arrogance that i truly enjoy jordan is for sure one of them theo is one of them jack, Bear is you one of are them. um jack we know you to be a hunter stan and I would argue that Hunter is one of the most arrogant people on the show. I would say However, Laurel for sure as well. She's yeah, got good arrogance. Hunter, Hunter does not entertain me with his arrogance because he, he doesn't really have swag. He's got that false bravado. Whereas Bear, Bear's got that swag. Like Bear said tonight, um, a, a great quote that he had was, um, but I'm no joke and I bring the smoke right before the elimination. That was great. I love that line. <laughs> oh, that was such a good line. He is so funny. Okay, so anyways, let's finish off this this tribunal. We'll go into the night out. Um, so the meeting with Barrett goes well, whatever. You know, everybody ends up voting for him. It's just stupid at that point. And he does make a line as he leaves, which was hilarious. As he's leaving after the meeting with Team US, he crosses over the table and he's like, hasta luego, buenas noches. And he's like, oop, I'm getting old. And you see him crouching <laughs> under the whole yep. thing. He's just so funny. He has so much charisma. You know, we don't get any lines like this from Idris. We don't get any lines from Idris, period. Yeah, They're we're not going to see many more Idris confessionals for the rest of the season. Probably not. And then we also got a really funny line from Zach, which uh, was right as they were leaving the tribunal. Literally, as they were getting up, he goes, this is productive or this was productive to the conversation that he had with Turbo and uh, Tori because Turbo was yep. just, you know, completely closed off to anything. And that was hilarious. We're seeing so much humor come out from all these people. They're really leaving in a lot of lines. Uh, then we get the night out whatever the fight continues it seems like uh nani's trying to reconcile the things that happened with turbo and jordan she's like he's still a good guy he's not perfect no one's perfect not everyone's like you everyone's different blah 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 and then car actually got involved and i appreciated what car said right now because she was team jordan and i liked how she was putting a black and white line and she is keeping the same energy in the in the sense that she doesn't want people voting in our teammates so whether or not it's someone that she likes or dislikes she is against people voting in the team and i like that she stood for that i mean obviously not for bananas but we can understand it yeah i think she was just trying to cover her own tracks that she was the biggest perpetrator of it or or she also thinks that jordan is still an asset to the team even though he's so annoying which would be we'll see we'll see about that yeah we'll We'll see see how that plays out out. so then we get the morning after boat trip 
fucking hilarious that they got a boat trip and even funnier that it was these three people yeah what a crew what are they <laughs> talking so, about i i i wanted to find i want i wanted to rewatch that section and see that it was edited in and that they just wanted that boat trip you know to make things more dramatic the next day yeah but they it just wasn't. went out for one loop and came back it definitely wasn't i saw tj in the same spot it looked like the same stuff the audio looked good everything looked it just it looked right it could have been edited in but i don't think it was but i wish it was i wish production was like we need more of this and was like let's go on a boat trip <gasps> what do they talk about oh because you've got tori zach and turbo mm. what do they talk about on the boat trip turbo is into um like martial arts zach is into um reading the bible and basketball and tori's into making really bad music um that was zach's whole gimmick whoa uh, like, what was that line at the end there tori's music's bad guys that's not true listen give me not chelsko's music true. over tori's music all day not give me malibu true. flames over anything that tori's recorded I like Tori's voice. It's nice. She doesn't have a big voice. She's not belting out crazy ass notes, but she has a really nice tone. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. She ain't got it. She ain't got it. Whatever. Um, okay, so then we have Turbo. He agrees to talk to Jordan. He's like, okay, I'll talk to him. So then now Tori has to go. So then now Tori has to go. So then now Tori has to go. Sorry, my sister's. <laughs> I feel like I'm a robot that just. That, that just. <laughs> fired out and was like so now tori has to go and so now tori has to go so now now tori has to go okay so now she has to go she has to talk to jordan and she has to get jordan to agree to talk to turbo obviously a difficult task as well and we see their conversation not so productive if you will um but you know you do get to see their dynamic and i love the way that tori talks to jordan she says it straight up she doesn't sugarcoat things she's like well you can't do that and if you do fine then if you do do that you're gonna have consequences you're gonna see that come out you know there is gonna be reaction to things like that and the one line that i love that she did was and this is better for me um, you know, that was, that was what she said to Jordan. She made it about herself, which is likely the smartest gameplay that she could have used, the smartest play she could have used in that scenario, because the only way Jordan was going to swallow his ego and go and apologize to Turbo for the sake of the game was if it was for Tori's game, right? Because for his game, he doesn't think it's beneficial. You know what I mean? And so the way that she approached it was perfect. That's how I approach people who love me. You know, if I want them to do something that they really don't want to do, I just go, but really, like, for me? Like, are you sure? For me? You don't want to do it for um, me? I wish that Tori would ditch her really bad confessional personality and, and insert more of that person. Like, the person that's talking, you know, that's like, keeping it real with Jordan. I wish that she would... What? What's, like, her bad... I, what, what's bad? What? What? But what... what, what, what? Her confessional personality is horrible. It's so over the top and really forced and unfunny and scripted. And I think she should try and be a little more serious. Like she wants to be goofy, um, but she's not like, that's not really her character. That's, that's not who she is. I think she comes across better on camera as the person you just described as someone who's like in her relationship and like keeping it real and speaking her truth. I feel like, I feel like production so a lot of times they want to get things in shorter sound bites than in longer form. And when you first say an idea that you have in your thought, it takes more words to express than a super articulate phrase that production would use to 
uh, put in as a confessional or an interview into the show, right? And so yeah. my guess, but we have to interview Tori about this to find out, but I would give her the benefit of the doubt in the sense that I feel like when she goes in there and she says everything that she has to say, production asks her to recap things and to say them in shorter bits, that it's harder for her to say those things. It's forced. It's in front of a camera. You have to like articulate your opinion. Not everybody is good at that per se, but doesn't it say something about a human being if they're not great in confessionals? Like, doesn't that say something about them that they can't fake that moment? They can't, after the fact, express their opinions in the same way as they would in the fact because they're not in that moment. You know, she can't have the same sort of gusto and energy and anger that she's feeling in the moment because for Tori, she probably gets over it by the time it's interview time. It's like a whole few days later or a day later. So you're I don't know. You're making some points to me. I hear what you're saying. You know? You're, 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 you're bringing something relevant here to, to my ears. I appreciate that. Like, think about the people who are good at confessionals. You know, it's it's you either have to have that natural charisma or practice. Yeah. And only one of those is good. We don't want it to be a practiced one. And there are quite a few practice yeah, ones who get away I, with I it. I agree. Yeah. Nat- natural is, is, is the way to go. So definitely. Yeah. OK, so um, we can skip through this stuff, whatever. We got Baron Georgia. This was just a really cute conversation. I don't know if you guys got all the lines that were thrown out here, which was fantastic um it was like are you gonna miss me if i go over to the u.s side says bear and georgia's like no because you're only good sometimes says georgia and then they go back and forth just basically shitting on bear the entire time you're not that good for me you'd have to be really good if you want me back da, da, da. and it was just a really cute conversation they um, are cute their combos are cute their combos I, are fantastic they need a podcast yeah. they need a podcast Ooh, that would be gr- i would listen to that i'd subscribe i would georgia and bear chat shit that's what it has to be so let me go into the proving ground they throw out their votes. Zach votes for Joss. Turbo goes and follows suit with the team, thankfully. And he votes for Joss, which was a big move on Turbo. I give him full credit for this. And then Tori votes for Joss. Do you think they made the right move going for Joss instead of Rogan? I, first of all, I wasn't expecting Joss to, to go in. That, that caught me off guard. I, I was actually thinking they might just do Theo um and put bear and theo together mm. uh but so I, I like that they went with someone from the opposite alliance on the team um but from the u.s perspective i almost wonder if the right move would have been them throwing in ct and saying either we're going to eliminate their biggest threat or we're going to bring him over to our side like maybe that would have been the smart way to go, but I'm that sure he would have been a pretty good move. I yeah, don't I don't. I don't think he would have uh, appreciated them saying his name. He would have been. Uh, he would have bitched about it. So, Joss made sense. That I, I guess they thought, okay, maybe here's our chip. If Bear gets over on Joss here, then they lose. You know, the person who we think might be one of their one of their best players. Yeah, I could see that. They they keep throwing in super strong players. Like last week, they threw in Jenny, right? And I thought they should have thrown in. By the way, guys, you can vote on the poll. There's a poll going on right on the video. It should be there. Um, vote for who you think they should have thrown in. I hope it popped up right. I'm trying to use this feature. And Fancy. You know, my issue with with them throwing in the super strong people every single time is that they're not getting out like anyone. They're not. They're they're always getting out the worst player. Yeah. And they're not using the strategy there. So when they threw in Jenny, for example, it was useless against Nicole. They could have thrown in Kaylee. Who they, you know, and then maybe Kaylee would have gotten out because Nicole could yeah. likely beat Kaylee. I mean, it, it, either way, they're just not, pl- they're not thinking those, they're not thinking that way. I think they should be thinking that way more. But we'll see how that goes from, from here on out. I do think that now that Bear is gone, it will be hard. 
next to impossible, let's say, for Theo to survive in this game and make it to the final. He's going to be the scapegoat. Going in every time. Every single week. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, every boy's limb. And next week is a, is a double elimination double that we saw in the preview. Limb. So, yeah, is that going to be a guy and a girl? I, I would think so. Ooh, last week they should have voted D. That's a Yeah, they should have voted D. That would have been a good one. It would have been hard for D to get up there. I um, think it's pretty clear that um, you've got Kara, Ninja, and Cam, and Polly on their team. I'm probably missing people. And then I think they're working directly with Joss, Rogan, Kaylee on the other side. I thought and, they were too, but it doesn't seem like they are. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like they really are working with that side of the Brits because I don't know. There's never a communication. There's never anything. There's never any I coordination. Think it's, I think it's Kara, Polly, Cam, and Kaylee. Since Cam and Kaylee are like BFFs, mm. and then Kaylee's got Rogan and Joss and D mm. in her pocket, so she's just communicating everything to them. And yeah. you've got the D ninja tie-in. And it's just one big, um, not very entertaining alliance that I I want to see those people get bounced. That's Like I said, that's the natural inclination when watching the show. You want to see the big alliance get chipped away. Yeah, it's, a not very inter- it's not very entertaining. I hope that what happens is we get to see more of them and they become entertaining. Because if everybody yeah. else leaves and it's just them and it's not entertaining, that's a boring-ass season. So let's exactly. hope that, that doesn't happen. Yeah, you need some renegades in there. Okay, so the elimination, let's run it down for you guys. Um, it's basically a hall brawl with more halls. So it's there's four, was it four giant walls or five giant walls set up? Five, yeah, I think there was, it was five. four. I think it was five. Oh, yeah, the one fifth in the one was in the middle. Yeah. yeah, so there was like two on either side and one in the middle. They were all lined up, all parallel, and they had to run through them almost like a maze, and then they meet in the middle. Um, and they meet, I mean, every single time... J- bear met joss he was always further in the midpoint than joss was so he was getting there faster and then you know from there it's just a hall brawl they have to make it to the other side and then go ring their bells so literally a hall brawl with five fucking halls or actually seven halls no five halls well how many halls are there if there's five walls one two three four five seven there's seven halls so this is a seven hall brawl but the hall, the outsides of the outside walls weren't halls. I count that as a hall. Uh, because they have to run along. It didn't have another side. Okay, fine. So three halls, five walls. Yes. That could I think be a that's song. It. Three halls. That was five great. Walls. Three halls, three five walls. Three halls, five walls. So um, many brawls. With this elimination, and granted, it's easy for me to say. <laughs> hall brawl the... plus, expan- plus expansion pack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Greg. Um, I like that. Uh, it's easy for me to say from the outside and, and with the benefit of hindsight, obviously. But I think in this format, there was a lot of room for strategy. I think there were ways that they could have changed it up that they weren't doing. They were both trying to run as fast as they could into the middle, be the one in the middle, and then get through that way. But I do think that this was all about disrupting timing. It was all about confusing your opponent. And Bear mm-hmm. when Bear tripped up Joss... For Genius. example, and, and he won around. That was like very savvy. Now, here's what I think he should have tried at some point. Instead of meeting Joss in the middle, what if Bear would have run up and gotten to the edge before he turned into that middle hall and waited for Joss? 
And then Joss runs clean through the middle thinking that he's got a free break. He's like, what's going on here? There's no Bear. And Bear's waiting for him to come around. And then Joss comes around. And what if Bear rocks him like that when Joss is kind of off balance coming around? And then he goes through. Or another strategy would be if you're about to meet in the middle, if if Bear could have like given himself up so that Joss got by him easily. And then when Joss is at the edge of the hall push him from behind and push him outward. And then you, so when Joss is stumbling, he's pushed out of the track. Then bears got his momentum and he starts running forward again. Oh, I maybe see none what of these saying. things. No, maybe no, none of these saying. things would, yeah, these might not have worked at all. It might not I like have been the possible. Surprise one. I, I, yeah. I, the surprise one needs more fleshing out the surprise one. If he used the surprise one, plus this, the tripping feature. Um, and like Erlene saying, going for the legs, that would have definitely worked my thing with hall brawl it's always about the legs it has to be about the legs if you can get to the person's legs yeah you have to push from the legs then you are golden because think about it this way right bear might be smaller than joss but he's still strong and capable so and and carrying a human being isn't that like you you don't have to be that much heavier right you could theoretically carry like anyone on your back most people could so if he could just go at joss's feet this way and take him out here and then literally lift him on shoulders kind of a thing and push him that way that would have been fantastic yeah i i think if they were to bring something like if they were to bring this exact elimination back i think people would we always talk about like trying to break the game essentially trying to fu- trying to find like a second level strategy that, that you don't see on the surface i think this game would present a lot of opportunities like that um marcy to answer to answer your question i have been very outspoken put Kara against anyone in hall brawl that's not fucking lacy from real world austin and Kara will get rocked sylvia would rock Kara in hall brawl melissa would rock Kara. sylvia would uh, for sure Kara's not very like she's not tall she's not very big She's not fast. She's not like, you know, she's, she's kind of goofy. What the only thing Kara has is upper body strength and grip strength. Those are her specialties. This is and a those, pretty- those will not serve her as well in hall brawl. If, if she's going up against somebody that's just going to run through her. Yeah. But what Kara has that others don't have is this incredibly deep motivation to win because it would be so embarrassing if she didn't. And that, and that, that pressure, to. that pressure is on her. I think that, see, that's the thing. When Kara used to dominate eliminations in the past, the pressure wasn't on her as much because she was looked at as the underdog. And exactly. she thrived on that. But now, I think she would be crippled by the pressure in an elimination because all she would be thinking about is how she's going to get dragged on social media. Mm. And I think it, she would really let that get to her. Mm. I could see that. But she actually has to go into an, elim- an elimination. Somebody actually has to call her name. She has to, like, people have to stop making alliances with her and realize that she is literally Johnny from, you know, free agents to whatever season where people really hated him for his style of play. Yeah, I agree with what Jamie is saying. Bear's best hope was to turn it into a longer round by firing Joss out early. Surprisingly, his endurance was better, yeah. as we saw in the sprinting section. He was. He was a lot better. Um, to I go- think, yeah, yeah. If, like if Bear would have, je- like, let's say that Bear, if he would have conserved some strength and he runs, you know, at half speed and gets set up so that he's waiting for Joss, not yeah, trying just, to run just through Just tire Joss. him out, though, in one of yeah. the rounds, really, really make him exhausted. I, yeah, because you also saw that Joss 
couldn't go after the first like his after the first round he was feeling it hard you could see that in him and so if he had gone if bear had stuck with him longer in that first round in the battle section then he might have been more exhausted for the future rounds I think multiple strategies. You need like a three prong approach when going, maybe even a four prong approach when going at this kind of a challenge. You need the first round to sacrifice and tire the person out. You need to either, you need to implement three separate strategies for each round after that to be able to keep it fresh and still win. The tripping was fantastic. I say going for the legs and bringing them back far as far as possible is another one. And then the surprise one is great. And if you combine the surprise one with something else, then you could really win he could have really won regardless of your size going against somebody. Yeah, you had to figure out a way to um, uh, disrupt the timing. Bear had four, it, it ended up mm. going four rounds. Um, you had room to change up your strategy and neither guys really wanted to do that. True. Greg makes a point. He doesn't lack, Josh doesn't lack endurance, but he seemed more tired from this, from this elimination than from, from the Derek elimination. Think yeah, about I, with I Derek. think they, I think the edit obviously sped things along. I think when they were stuck in, in that middle hall with each other, it probably went on for a lot longer than we saw. Because Josh, jo- Josh was worn. It's true. But even but even that, think think about how many times he went with Derek. There were so many rounds. It went on for hours. And he was, I mean, he was still fine at the end. He could have still gone more. He had a mental lapse yeah. with Derek. So for him to have been out of breath at that point, hunching over after just the one round, I don't know what's going on there, but Bear Bear is not one to like not one to look down on. He is a competitor. Okay, Bear so is as I believe he's strong. he's three and two in eliminations now. He's he's showed out pretty solid. And he's not scared of them, unlike Rogan. And this is why I also think Bear could have beat Rogan very easily, is the fact that Rogan is so scared of elimination. He's so nervous, he's so stressed, he's not that confident. So, yeah. you know, if he doesn't go into elimination soon, that the boogeyman of elimination is going to be on Rogan's mind forever. He'll always be scared of them because he'll never go in and just face it. Uh, so we get Jossie wins round one. Baron wins round two. Uh, then we get Zach's comment in between, which is like the Grizzly definitely came out tonight. I love that. And yeah. we get Joss winning round three and four. The fourth round was hilarious. Bear holding on to Joss's pants. I don't know how you felt about that. Such a funny strategy. Did you also notice the point where where Rogan was cheering for Joss and Kelly was right next to him, and Ro- Rogan said something like, uh, "Like take him to the fucking end," and then Kelly goes, "Take him to the fucking end." She, yes, she, she oh yells my God. exactly what Rogan yelled. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. It was a bit cringe. I was like, "Who's uh, taking yeah. who to the end? Who's taking yeah, who?" Who's taking yeah, who? whatever it was they said, I just know that she she pretty much mimicked Rogan directly. Yeah, Arlene, I agree. Rogan definitely loses in this. Jamie, it's really nice to see you in this section. Do you remember Jamie? He was on, was it season two or season three of uh, The Virtual World? Oh, he was, he, was a, he was a virtual player. Yeah, he definitely played. Jamie LaFrance, I remember he was really good at all the games. <laughs> wow. No, I did not know that. The, wow, so Jamie played He was actually iconic, two. to be honest. I forget what team, what was he, it? He was iconic for some reason. Do I remember why? No. Wow! No, I didn't realize that, that we had we had an OG in our midst. So Jamie either played season two or he played Cutthroat season three. Yeah. Is it a he or a she? He. He. Gotcha. I, I think so. Pretty sure it's a he. 
pretty sure it's a he. Yeah, we, we welcome anyone that played like the first four or five virtual challenge seasons. Yeah, if you started it in six, like get yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, seriously. If, if you started once, like everybody started hosting seasons and it wasn't just one at a time, then you're not a true OG. I like what he's saying right now about um how well Kaylee is playing because you know, like it or not, she's playing a great game. Yeah, politically, she's she's she is playing. Yeah, she's playing a great game. And something to compliment Cam on, I don't like what side she's been on, but the past couple episodes, she hasn't been so bad. I've enjoyed her commentary, and also she looks fantastic in all of her wigs. Yeah, she does. You guys need to check out Cam Collection if you wear wigs, if you are into buying hair, if you do any of that. I never wear wigs or any sort of extensions and things like that. But if you are someone who does definitely check them out, she always looks great and supporting a challenger is, you know, something that I'm a big fan of. She seems like just such a different person in real life than she does on the show. I just can't, I can't get a good read enough. I don't know. Like for Leroy to have been with her and to like her for her to be friends with so many of the people, it just seems off. Like her persona seems off. Yeah. if she, you're dominant, then dominate. Yeah, I feel like it. That, I f- that's it. I, I, I have to say, I feel like she is the embodiment of a female entrepreneur in the sense that she understands what requ- what is required for there to be staying power with a challenge career. And so that's where a lot of her persona comes from. And if that's the case, then I fully respect it. I don't like what side she's on, though, now, I will say. And I, I don't always like her. But I do, I do see what she's doing, and I think it's very smart. She also doesn't give in to the hate that much, you know which is cool online to see that. Uh, okay. So then Joss wins not by much. And he pulls down his pants to reveal the UK flag to signal that he is staying. I don't know if you guys saw the photo of Joss and Rogan with those flag pants on, but they were hot. It was a good photo. (laughs) It was a good photo. All right. Um, next time we have the Ninja and D fight. Then we have double elimination and Georgia versus the cars cult. So we'll see how that goes down. Um, let's touch base quickly on the P- bananas podcast. And while we do this guys, if you have any more questions from the episode, drop those in the comments and we'll get to those after we finish this podcast recap. Uh, now we'll do this pretty fast cause I definitely want to get out of here, but what's your thoughts on everything that bananas said? I thought he had a great perspective on everything. It was pretty enlightening an interview. I recommend for everybody to listen to for sure. And I know you had a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah, I, I, Johnny, so Johnny and Kyle, they did an appearance on Challenge Mania and they were shedding light on the Laurel and Ninja elimination. And I just, I thought their perspective was spot on. Mm. Um, and uh, of course you can't, you can't say that to people without them being like, oh, they're on the other side. They're biased. The everybody calls everybody biased in this community it's weird it's like why can't one perspective just be more logical than the other and then uh you know you you hear out what everybody has to say on each side of it and i just thought johnny when johnny said that uh laurel clearly had a hole on the top of her structure and you know he wasn't saying that it was the same as all the other ones but he's saying there was clearly a hole there Mm -hmm. then that indicates to me one i think he's telling the truth and two I think it was a production error. And everyone keeps saying that Laurel cheated. She I hate cheat that line. I hate the cheated line. She didn't do it intentionally. Yeah. She didn't do it. In, and that's the sense that everyone's getting. And that, um, you know, it was it was easier for Theo to call out, the, you know, the hole that Ninja missed. Because her 
her hole was was on the same it was lined up the same with laurel's except hers was pointing towards where everybody was standing and laurel's was on the opposite side away so he just he just had a certain perspective of it and he also said that that ninja was lying that, that there was no restart offered that she was full of it and honestly i believe him on that too because i i i i made a comment that when I heard Ninja on Challenge Mania, it sounded like she just really didn't get it. You know, when she said, mm. oh yeah, I once once they let us climb up again, I smoked Laurel up, up the structure. And it's like, dude, Laurel didn't even try, nor did she agree to that. So I could just tell that she wasn't gauging the situation properly. And I feel like yeah. Johnny and Kyle's perspective just made more sense to me. It's true. And, you know, the bias thing, I agree with you on that in the fact that there's so many people that you can relate to more on the show. And so for your own personal for your own personal decisions and analysis of the TV show when you're watching it, like I, I watch and I think, you know, well, if that person's on that person's side, if they like that person, if this is what's going on there, then maybe there's something to it because I usually agree with that. You know what I mean? Like I, I like to hear everybody's takes in this yeah. area, but I know who I typically agree with more for sure. And something that we have to discuss for sure is the fact that so many people who are arguing against Laurel that the whole, it was obvious it wasn't one. Everybody knew it wasn't one. You've never competed in anything in your life physically yeah. if that's the way that you're thinking about this elimination. Because when you're in a battle and it's to win and it's not to go home and it's literally like you have to win. It's a challenge. We've we've seen so many eliminations where there's a catch. It's you know what I mean? There's it's not like that crazy for it to be a catch on this elimination. There there is literally nothing insane about the idea that there would be a hole on top of the bell. So what if it's not used to climb the thing? All he said was put it on the face of the tree. That was the face yeah. of her tree. Everyone's saying it's not on the face of it. actually is the face of her tree. It's right there on the top of the face of her tree. And it's the heat of competition. You're trying to win. You're trying to finish. And for production to then check everything and say it was okay and blow the horn and stop the game time means that everything else should have stopped. Ninja shouldn't have been able to win during a dead ball. And, you know, this again, yeah. it comes down to experience with competition. You blow the horn. It stops. And all these eliminations that people are bringing to us where people DQ'd, none of those eliminations, not even a single one of them, was the other person playing after TJ blowed the horn. It was the entire elimination was over, and they DQ'd because they didn't follow one of the rules. Okay? That isn't what happened this time. It's just so different. Yeah. These are bad we're, comparisons. We're, making, we're trying to make two points, and people can't keep it straight because their bias is coming into play. Mm. We're making two points. One, Laurel did not cheat because cheating is intentional. Yes. Two, production fucked up. 100%. I think those are two obvious points. Another thing I want to say is that people... People are so convinced that Ninja was like, oh yeah, I smoked her up to the top. I got to the top first. So everyone's crowing on that. And then there's this picture. There's some picture where it's like, it's like a fisheye lens yeah. right above Ninja. And then Laurel looks like a midget in the background. And it's, and people are like, oh, you see, she got up to the top way quicker. I'm like, dude, first of all, that's the worst picture I've ever seen. And, and she's not even that guys, far from the top. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know how like physics and angles work or, or anything, but it's it, like that's not a very accurate look. But she wasn't she even like that far ant. from the top in that photo, so yeah. it was a stupid argument. I completely agree with yeah, that. Yeah, so pe people were running with that, and and it was like I think the whole point that that some people were trying to make, like Johnny and Jordan is and Laurel is that you know that was Ninja's game. She was supposed to dominate her, and and she didn't. They were pretty much neck and neck, and then Laurel. 
possibly beat her at first. Well, this is okay. So I, I don't know how to pronounce your name. I'm so sorry. Is it Ouds Ouds? It could be your last name. So I'm going to go with Betty. Um, she is saying, I honestly just wonder if Laurel thought the last branch had to be put into the tree at that point it should have been checked like they say check so the truth is and this has come out and been um been confirmed by a few cast members is that laurel they did check they they did the do the whole check situation she put it in the top you know am i good am i good am i good production is checking the whole time they spent a while checking it and then they had tj blow the horn to signal that the game was over that laurel won whatever it was and jamie i agree it should have been reset 100%. That's our stance here. A reset was required 1,000%. Um, you know, she didn't cheat, and I agree she didn't win either. You know, she, neither of those things happened. But since they've reset for smaller things, they did an entire redo of Bananas and Natalie's Elimination. They should have easily reset this one. Then since it was incorrect, Laurel should have had a chance, just like Ninja, to see what the error was. 100%. I completely agree with that. And Ninja is saying that they yeah. offered a reset. Bananas and Kyle are saying they did not. So, you know, who's to believe there? I'm not sure, but I'm not going to be believing Ninja's side after everything I'm seeing with her now. She just doesn't seem like, well, she doesn't seem untrustworthy, but she does not seem like my people. She, she seems, yeah, she seems uninformed. Um, like Johnny, obviously not the most trustworthy guy and people point that out, but that also doesn't mean that he has to be lying about everything he says. Like I, I trust Johnny and Jordan and Laurel's perspective because they've done so many seasons. So they've mm. seen things behind the scenes during the production of the show that we haven't, that we don't know. Yeah. Um, I trust that. Yeah, I like to take on other things too. He threw in some some good tea and bits here and there that was really interesting. Greg's comment right now, TJ's not a referee. The bigger problem though is that the challenge refs suck way too often. Without a doubt. Yeah. That is on point right there. Without Honestly, a doubt. Honestly, that should be... That should be a mainstay character that they bring in. There should be like a go-to ref that they yes. have. It's somebody that everybody knows who is like the final judgment caller. That we can yell um, at. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and like someone who should understand the rules and implementation of every single game and elimination they do better than anyone. And they should be a focal point on the television show. Like whenever there's a close result, they should be like, all right, we got to go to this guy. And everybody starts to slowly get to know that person. Like, oh my God, I love, I love when, you know, so-and-so mm. gets involved. I would, that would I be would, a great role for the show. That would MTV. be a That'd be cool. They should bring Think in a British that. person to do that just for fun. Well, that would, yeah, it should be someone like, like, uh, like Mo was on Guts and Global Guts. Mo was the ref who made all the calls. That'd be cool. So they should have someone like that on the challenge. We do need a ref. We do need a ref. It would be fun to have that. Uh, Greg says Johnny and Kyle also lot also boast about lying on a regular basis. Yeah, that's true. But I don't, I mean, I think because they're honest about it, they're honest about the lies uh why would laurel not agree to a reset says marcy so here's actually my theory slight conspiracy theory but the way that i see it is that they're both right ninja said that they offered a reset i believe that maybe they slightly did in the sense that they offered a shitty reset so you know yeah. the option for laurel to have to climb back up get the thing come back down put it in while ninja just has to climb up and put it in right that kind of a stupid reset where it's not really resetting anything it's just giving her the win so yeah. i believe laurel would say no to something like that uh but i'm not sure i think they should have reset the entire elimination Ooh, yeah. greg i nominate louise hazel as ref that would that would be perfect good choice so yeah i think that was pretty much the whole podcast do you have anything else to say on that one 
No. No, I think we covered it. Yeah, we definitely covered it all. So Shawnee's about to go out, have some fun for her birthday. Thank you guys so much for joining with us. We had a really nice steady stream of live viewers throughout the episode. Thanks, Octavia, all yep. the new people that were in here. Jamie, obviously all of our usuals, Marcy, Gregor, Lean, Irving, the whole gang, Jack, you know, so we love you guys all so much. Thank you guys tremendously. Uh, Jessica as well. I don't want to forget her and Charlene. You guys are honestly fantastic. This was a good episode. Lots of interaction. Please check us out at saniacpodcast.com. Uh, we will have some good news stories going out there this week. One of them will be a recap of this whole Polly Cara debacle. So if you want to be able to see all the lives, see all the clips, all the pictures, all that good stuff, the TikTok videos, etc., you can check that out. I didn't do a Twitter recap on the episode last week because it was really boring. I kept waiting and waiting for some good reactions yeah. on Twitter and there was just nothing going out there. There was no so, juice. Yeah, there was no juice. So hopefully there'll be lots of juice, especially after this fiery episode. And of course you'll have the audio out there by this weekend and all of that good stuff. Thank you everybody so much. Thanks for all the happy birthdays in the comments. We love you guys. Saniacstore.com for all of the merchandise. It's really fantastic. And we will have the eat sleep challenge and repeat merch coming out this weekend. So stay tuned for that promo code laurel laurel <laughs> i have to get that one going don't use it yet guys promo code doesn't work yet it's still just zach loves Gara. <laughs> gotta get that live <laughs> all right guys we will see you next week take care peace